right, everybody. Welcome to the Base Brotherhood. You've got Alexander the Great, also known as Lead Pacer, in studio here in Miami with Logan Fitz. How's it going, man? I'm happy to be here. Really good, excited to do the show. Good to have you here, man. We've, we've been uh, trying to coordinate this for the last couple of weeks. You're a really busy guy, so I'm glad you've made some time to sit down with us. Absolutely. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, so we've been riffing about like a whole bunch of different stuff, and we'll mm -hmm. just kind of try to pick up where we left off. But, you know, I want to talk a little bit about you because you're somebody that is, I think, dominating Twitter right now. You've got a great social media presence, and you're a young dude. I mean, this mm -hmm. is something that... Um, you know, I don't know how long you've been around Twitter, so let's just kind of start off and talk a little bit about, you know, you and you discovering Twitter and what you were thinking about Twitter and now, you know, to where you are, mm -hmm. you know, which is, you know, running multiple businesses and your account continues to grow. But let's just start off. How did you find out about Twitter and, and uh, see this as a useful tool? Um, so, like, long story short, I'm in college, playing ball, going to school, whatever. Decide I don't want to do that anymore. And a couple, mm -hmm. like part of what led me to get to that point was really kind of a consciousness shift. Mm -hmm. um, and I started curating all of my social media feeds. So I started on Instagram was like, okay, like let's get rid of like the girl's asses all the time. Like let's get rid of all the meme pages. Are you like 18, 19? I'm 19 at this point. Okay. Ni yeah. 19 then turned 20, dropped out a few weeks later. Um, so I get rid of all of that on Insta. Yeah. And it's like super powerful. I started learning all these different things. I had already been, you know, following all this like health, fitness, training stuff for a mm -hmm. long time. Um, I start, you know, learning about like all this conspiracy kind of stuff. I start right. just reading like all of this useful information rather than just bullshit, which is what right. most people and what I was consuming. Right. And so then I did the same thing with Twitter. And then I found a couple people in this space. And then I found like my, my buddy Nate. Um, Schmidt and he was like just similar to me he's a young guy he was a 21 22 had the similar kind of just funny right you know like goofball irreverent kind of, yeah just yeah provocative yeah, yeah just like a fun just a fun he looked like a guy <laughs> I would I would drink with you know yeah. and I was like all right this guy's cool and he's making tons of money sweet yeah and so I I dropped out with the intention of becoming an, an entrepreneur and I don't even really consider myself one now um, yeah because like I just kind of have created a job, multiple jobs for myself, right? I wouldn't say I'm right. a full-fledged entrepreneur, which to me you're not until you have like, you know, a full company and all these different things. And right now it's just like, oh, I have some contractors and a business right. partner. It's like nothing crazy. Um, so yeah, that's how I found Twitter. And um, I found him and then fell into this whole rabbit hole conglomeration of money Twitter and then like right-wing Twitter and all right. these different things and right. just kind of kept leveraging as a resource for myself to learn mm -hmm. when I was, you know, a 20 year old. Cause also too, like the modern Twitter is, is kind of a compilation of really, it stems from the masculinity space back in like the blog days and you know, mm -hmm. like all the pickup artist guys, all this shit. Right. Um, and all like red pill and then like people that make money and then also like political stuff. That's really what, what right. Twitter is today is the combination of those three. And um, so I was using it as a tool just to learn as a 20-year-old who dropped out of college, moved to Florida, just figuring things out. And it became a tool, yeah, just learning. And then I was like, damn, like, these guys aren't any – that's been kind of the, the the thing I kept – I always come back to in my life. It's like, damn, like, this guy doing XYZ is no better than me yeah. at XYZ, so why don't I just do it? Right. And uh, that was kind of it. And then I just started sharing knowledge and content and whatever and – Man, it well, that's cool because into... it was it was like intentional. It was like something that you tried out, 
And then you were quickly able to like analyze it and diagnose and say, wait a second, I see an opportunity here. And mm -hmm. I'm kind of like, I'm in school right now and maybe I'm not digging it. And like you had that entrepreneurial zeal and like that thing going on that's kind of pushing you and you're thinking, mm -hmm. am I really like, is this really what I want to do? And then all of a sudden you get sucked into Twitter yeah. and you're like, okay, there's something here and I can really pursue my goals here much more easily than sitting in a classroom. Yeah. It, uh, which I wasn't even on Twitter that heavy then. Like when I dropped yeah. out, I just started getting on there and like kind of curating it. But yeah, it just, uh, what led me to Twitter was kind of like, I was a, so I took three semesters of college loosely, okay. but then I also technically four because this, the second half of my senior year of high school, I was already enrolled in college. Like I would go to my actual high school for like an hour yeah. if I ever went, which right. I skipped mo all of it. Yeah. Most of I remember the time. I got senior release. Yeah. So I like had, <laughs> I had, that, I had senior release, but I also had like one or two classes at the, the local branch of Ohio state that like, nice, but yeah. I would just skip that and just chill at home. I wake up, like, <laughs> I would wake up at like 10, go to school for like 45 minutes, then roll yeah. out and like go to yeah. my girlfriend. It was just a mess. I would, yeah. but, um, so I did a semester of college in high school and then three there. So two, like one year of that, I was a biomechanical engineer. And then oh, another wow. year of that, I was on like a med school track because engineering just I hated but it. You're an Ohio boy. You guys got to be engineers. I, I, I yeah, know a few of them. It's the, it was the German, <laughs> it's the German in me too. Yeah, like the German yeah. engineering, you know? Yeah. Um, and I was just like, I liked it. I got, you know, I had really good grades. I was really smart, whatever. Um, but it just, I was like, man, what's the best case scenario for this? Like, right. I, which I didn't know looking back on it now, like I have a super smart friend in Miami, uh, who's an engineer and he owns his own business and he like engineers all this cool ass shit. Like, I didn't know that that was an option, you know? Right. I was thinking like, oh, okay. Like I'm going to study for six years so I can go make a hundred grand a year and like be, have to be told what to do. I have a really yeah. big disdain for authority unless it's earned authority. Right. Uh, so yeah, I just like screw this. I'm gonna do my own thing and figure it out. Yeah, no, that's a bold move. And um, so, how long did it take you from whenever you like made this decision to where like, okay, you're, we're not gonna do the school thing anymore. Mm -hmm. We're gonna get involved on Twitter and social media, and I kind of have an idea like where I want to go. What was that like? Was it something to where like you had immediate success or started to find momentum, or was it? like a series like of ups and downs and it was kind of waves fits and starts such a series of ups and downs. Um, I, I was really fortunate. I worked for two people that mm. really have done well, um, and was able to learn from them and just kind of see a real life example mm -hmm. of what I wanted to become. Cause ultimately I think that it's more important, not like, it's, it's more important that you become the person that's deserving and you become the person that is who you want to be rather than like trying to figure out like this external objective accomplishment. Right. Something think, that's like more in the abstract, mm -hmm. which is how a lot of people view things. Right. Yeah. And so like you're, you're able to find these people that are like, okay, this, this guy has talent mm -hmm. and we're going to like kind of tell him how this works. And it's just a naturally occurring process. Right. Like yeah. They, they want to help you. You want to listen. You're a sponge. Well, if you can, I mean, I like, for example, the first guy, 
that I and I I mean this is like kind of a I don't want to name them just because this is the, no, the, cool. the nature yeah. of this podcast. I don't want to just you know you know if right. I say something. Well, something too. You should be smart about this because we just started this podcast, mm-hmm. and so like we're going we're going to see how this works out. So right? to to me, this yeah. podcast is like. And I love it because you're like super, we met the first time you're a super smart guy, yeah. like have just really, I can just tell you're very knowledgeable about a, a substrate of different topics. Right. And, um, and so for something like this, like to me, this is the, the avenue where I can really kind of explore how my whole philosophy like co-mangles into yeah. what I actually believe. Right. And, um, and so I just don't, if I say something, you know, too, too extremist, I don't want to be like associate them negatively, but I don't care. Cause I'm not going to say it if I don't own it. Right. 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 Um, but anyway, so I worked for these guys and like the, the nature of how I even went about working for either of them, mm-hmm. like the first guy I worked for free for like eight weeks, just like I would come. Did you like solicit him and say, Hey, listen, I want to get to know what you do. Well, so I, I was a customer of his Okay. day one. I like day one, I get settled into my new place in Florida. I'm a customer of his. And then, and then I'm like, yo, I, I want to keep learning about this. Mm-hmm. Is there anything I can do to help? And so then I started like just helping him for free a couple times a week. And then I started working for free on the weekend mornings. Mm-hmm. And then eventually it's like, okay, you're doing a great job. Everybody loves you here. You know what you're doing. Would you like to work here? Yeah. And then the second guy, it was, um, he had posted something on social media and I had been following him, like admiring him for you know, admiring. I don't know. I don't like the connotation of that word, but yeah. it, you know, respect, really respected what he did. Right. And, um, he posted something. He's like, Hey, you know, I'm looking to bring some more people onto the team. Like I really need like a serious, you know, person to help me like come in, be mm-hmm. my right hand, whatever. And so I hit him up. I was like, yo, I'm your guy. Right. So I was just kind of, I, I hit that plateau and that's kind of how I've done everything is work until I get a plateau and then like, okay, how do I, what do I need to, what lever do I need to pull? That's going to give me big results. Right. And so he posted that I hit him up. He's like, Hey, send me an email. I sent him like a long ass email. I posted on Twitter before. Yeah. It's like super, like there's no way you can say no to this. I was like, dude, I'll clean your floors with a sponge. Like literally. (laughs) And, and so then he's like, okay, well let's get on the call. And then I went down and met him and it was just like the, I don't know. I feel like, the value you, you like people always want to try to extract value from people that inherently have it. Right. Yeah, right. And that is the furthest thing. It's, you know, it's like you give and then you'll receive. Right. It's right. and people get that really backwards. I think. Yeah, no, I think you're hitting on something too, which is, you know, not only are you taking initiative, mm-hmm. but you're being thoughtful about it. Like, mm-hmm. you know how it is on Twitter. Like someone will send you a message <laughs> oh my God. and it's just like, Ridiculous. Like, hey, man, how are you? What are you doing? And it's like, well, dude, like you need to have a reason for being to initiate the conversation. Yeah. And so like you're going after it. You're thinking, OK, this guy's got something of value. But what can I bring a value to to where he's going to like like meets like? Yeah. You know, and it's really it's interesting now because like I think it's so weird. People have such a funny perception with social media like. Yeah. You know, like honestly, however many people follow you on any social media platform is to me zero value of like, you know, like that shouldn't really. No, you're hit, you, dude, you're really, you're really hitting something here because, but, you know, we, but so hold yeah, on, go ahead. Me, Keep, finish. Yeah, thought. let me finish. But like yeah. people, people, it, people hold this idea that like, oh, he's got 
you know, I have now I'm like 25 and some change thousand followers on Twitter. Yeah. Like, oh, da, 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 da. And so I, now I get all these like goofy ass messages <laughs> like, hey, Logan. And like one, they don't even follow me. And hey, man, let me do this for you. And it's like super templated. They don't give a fuck. I'm not going to respond. Right. Versus like people. Hey, man, I saw this really thought about it. Da, 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 da. Would love to ask this follow up question that shows that I've thought about it. And it's like, man, mm-hmm. even just that, like, I don't know. It's like people just don't respect themselves in a lot of different ways. And I think mm-hmm. that if, and then it shows when they go to approach others because they don't, they don't value their time. If they don't value their own time, they're definitely not going to value your time. Right. And so it's like, man, yeah, like no people. And also too, like you mentioned, you know, being thoughtful about how you're, you're reaching out to people. Like people will not even. Like it's, it's so absurd to me how people will like, you would never go up to a person in real life and like drop this weird ass, no like weird ass sales pitch. You yeah. know, you're going to go say, Hey man, what's up? You're going to build a relationship. And people think that the internet is any different than that. And it's not, it's just an extension of real life. It's a right. tool for real life. Which is, I don't know. It's really interesting. Yeah. It's a tool. No, I mean, it's something where I, I posted something the other day about how like, you know, there's a bunch of people that want to change the world and they want to do all these things. And they're all kind of, it's like a circle jerk. Mm-hmm. Well, they're like, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. And they get likes and they get retweets and everybody's commenting. But I'm like, damn, is this just like a pressure release valve? <laughs> like, is anybody actually going to fucking do something? Or mm-hmm. are we just going to sit here and pontificate and like, you know, get into these little spurgy debates with other people and then our friends pile on or whatever. And it's mm-hmm. like, there's got to be some intentionality into how you go about it. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, like, man, that's such an interesting point. In this, I, I don't know that, what the answer. I, I don't know if it's if that, that's well, what it is well, or not, I, but like, it's just to, a thought. To you me, know? that that invokes this idea that I think is is something that I really, you know, because like we this like I think the base like or at least what I've interpreted so far is like yeah. the base brotherhood podcast. It obviously has. A political tone to it a bit of sure. a political tone yeah and and i think about all these different things that i do or that i believe and it's all kind of the same right it's mm-hmm. like it's like quantify it's competency in results right and that's it like i don't even believe in politics i don't i believe that i believe in competence right yes and so like, that's why people are like, oh, you know, I'll say, I'll, I'll make, and which I haven't really, because I've just wanted to focus. And this goes yeah, back to which I noticed you're not like an overly political guy. Like, I can tell your base. I've tried to avoid but, it completely because it's right. just like, what am I supposed to do? You know, and there's, and it's so Which funny. idiot do you want to get behind? Yeah, it's, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's so yeah. funny, too, because a lot of the, you know, when I first started on, on Twitter, especially, um, there was a lot of the people, especially young guys, that were like, you know, the right wing guys. I, mm-hmm. of course, always love Baff. That's like Baff's hilarious. To yeah, me. he might be the king and, of the space, and yeah. he gets it. He just gets it on a different level. Yeah. Um, but there's all there was all these guys that I was like homies with, yeah. and then they don't like me now, or like maybe half of them do, right? Right. And half of them hate me because I sell a product, right, or a service, which ultimately is a product. Same thing, but they hate me because I sell something, and it's like. Dude, like, what do you, what the fuck do you plan on changing when there's somebody that could literally buy your house and your family 
and it would mean nothing. It would be marginal cost to him. It's point zero zero one percent of his efficacy in terms of capital leverage. Like, right. what are you gonna do, bro? Yeah. Like, all, and people want to talk, and especially like more, you know, left leaning sort of people. They're even worse. They're like, mm. oh, that's all they want to talk about. And it's right. like to be, I think, like based is ultimately like the the origin of it you can talk about it's it's funny because we were talking about it before the camera started rolling <laughs> but like to be based yeah is to me if you really think about i had a really cool walk down where we go in south beach and walk around with a couple of my friends and we were talking about this yeah it's like yes it means like unconventional or whatever but it's like based based on what and so i like to think of it it's like if something is based to me that means it's truthful, right? And yeah. it's that's kind of the meaning of it. It's truthful. It's unconventional. And I think to, that's what I optimize for. I optimize for truth. And when you optimize for truth, then you get closer to source or, or God or whatever you want to call it. And ultimately, then the function of that is like competence. Mm-hmm. Like, are you good at what you're doing or not? Mm-hmm. And that's all there is. Yeah. It's like, and so... You know, all of the people that have these different ideas and how they want to shape the world, it's like, dude, you if you can't affect that change, then you shouldn't have a say at all. You shouldn't. Right. Because that doesn't means you don't understand it enough to implement it. And right. that's the problem with a lot of the world now is you have people making decisions that aren't competent enough to implement them at a, in a proper scale or make any sort of meaningful change. Right. And I mean, it's just it's crazy to me. It's really crazy to me. No, it is. And uh, there, there is a lot of it on Twitter and we won't talk about Twitter the whole time, mm-hmm. but just something that like, you know, you're, you've done extremely well there. Like I'm there and participating in the conversation. I see a lot of this stuff and it's like, guys, you're just blowing smoke. Yeah. Like what can you do that's actionable? And mm-hmm. I think you struck something here and you talked about how it's all fun and games until you're like, I want to monetize this. I want to start a business out of it mm-hmm. because I'm pretty good. And I think people like what I have to say, Yeah. but now I want to actually do something with it. And that's where you kind of find out who's with you and who's not, right? Yeah, 100%. It was a really interesting transition. Um, And just kind of, it was just funny for me to see that, like, because I would would prefer all of the based people or the people that, like, you know, I I don't know, what is another way you could describe a based person? Someone that doesn't believe in traditional you know, bloated status democracy in America. Cause I sure as fuck don't. Right. right. Like I want all those people to get absorbently rich, like make as much, like do it. Like, obviously <laughs> like, you know, don't, don't scam people. Don't, you know, go for someone's livelihood. Right. But if you can sell a product that people are willing to pay for and they're happy with the result of paying for it. Right. Like God forsaken, you should, you right. should, that's what you should do. If you care about society then having the skin in the game is ultimately what matters. No, I, and I, you're, you're, dude, anything that's worth doing is worth getting paid for. Yeah, 100%. You know, like we're, we're doing this show because it's a way to talk to people that we really like. Yeah. You know, hear your story, put it out in the world. It's a piece of content that you can go use, drive your brand. You learn something from it. You go to the next podcast. You're a little bit better. Like mm-hmm. that's what, but ultimately we want to monetize this shit. Yeah. I mean, we want to make some money at it. And I don't want to like, and there is something on the right where people are like, Oh, selling out and like, oh, they're, they want to just make money. It's like, well, guys, we have to eat. We have to put like food on the table here. Well, it's so interesting because what do you want me to do? If you do it on your own, then you don't have to sell out. 
Right. It's like, but then people, it's such a crazy, such a crazy concept. But yeah, it's like they, and also too, it's like, it's decent. Ultimately what we all want or anyone with any sort of, I think, pulse at this point or, you know, relative brain Mm -hmm. is they want decentralization. Yes. Right. Or either decentralization or centralization by exclusion. Right. Like that, that's to me, anybody that's relatively intelligent after the past two years, they're like, okay, fuck centralization or you could say government completely. Right. Right. Or they're like, sweet. Obviously we need, which I kind of probably fall more in the, this camp. You could maybe describe it as fascism. That's to me what I ultimately think of with fascism. It's like the most competent people are making all the decisions and remove the idiots. Like that's, <laughs> that's to me what fascism is right. along with liking pretty girls and, and being Jack yeah. and Tan and all these different things. <laughs> um, yeah. And so it's like, man, like you, but to do that, you just have to really, really, really like be accountable and, right. and take ownership for everything that you're doing. And, um, yeah, I think a lot of people are really afraid to do that or well, won't do that or yeah. come up with some mental gymnastics. Yeah. I mean, dude, there's a lot of different directions we can go here, but you mm-hmm. talked about, um, you know, I, I'm going to, people are thirsting for leaders right now. Yeah. People are yearning, please give us leaders because we see the political people that are propped up mm-hmm. and it's embarrassing no matter which side you're on. Yeah. I mean, like these people are like. They're picked, they're groomed, they're chosen, they're put to the front of the line oh, based on their ability to play ball. Mm-hmm. Like they're going to play ball with the establishment or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and you see that and it's like, I can't get behind any of this shit. Yeah. But when you talk about like the centralization, decentralization, we need decentralization because right now the people that own the, le- like control the levers of power in terms of centralization are people that want to squelch us and stomp us out if we f- get out of line. Yeah. Like if we start speaking a little too freely, they're going to slap us down. They're going to deplatform us. You got to go build up your account again. Yeah. And so, like, if we're going to have centralization, then God damn it, we better have a say in that. Like, mm-hmm. th- we better like get some power yeah. where we can really wield that and do something. Otherwise, you know, we're going to go down this decentralization road, which I'm all for. But at the same time, it's like there is the power game too. You know, like we can go do Bitcoin, we can go do crypto, and we should. Mm-hmm. You know, we can go support these other platforms outside of, you know, YouTube, which we like Rumble a lot. But look, let's, I'm going to be honest. They got a long way to go. Yeah, they got a long way to go. And Twitter's great, but we have to self-monitor a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. So we've got to kind of tailor what we're doing to these big platforms. But it would be a lot better if we could um, didn't have to worry about that bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's really interesting, I think, with that whole like the sort of free speech debate, especially on social media, because it's also too like, man, I feel like people online that are, you know, based, like they get into this fucking, it's like a a pick me almost of who can say the most radical extremist shit. And I'm like, dude, like I, like for me, I can say, I like, I think I'm a pretty, you know, radical guy. But it's also like, man, like I'm not going to say anything that I really don't believe in truly at my core. And if I can't own that forever, I probably shouldn't be saying it to begin with. Yeah. Right. Um, And so it it gets really interesting with with the bands and all these kind of different things, because you can also kind of say anything you want if you just 
say it in like you're clever about yeah, it. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, I like people, let people infer yeah, a little pe- bit. Yeah, people yeah. people like kind of like the people who actually follow that, and that's exactly how I want it. The people who actually care about what I have to say kind of know what I'm about. Right. And the people that are just kind of like fence sitters, they're like it gets lost in the code that I speak in. Right. Um which is which is really interesting. But man, I I also think that there's like also the and it goes back to the same thing like the reason that some of these more decentralized platforms aren't as good is because they're not better they're not better they're not better they're not better like people want to tear down the establishment but they they can't provide anything better no people want to everybody wants to be anti this anti that i'm like what are you pro right what are you pro you know like you have to you have to be able to. It's not can, what you're against. It's what you stand for. It's like what we you, know what you're against. It's what you. It's not what you are against, or it's not what you can destroy. It's what you stand for, or yeah. what you can build. Yes. Right. And so, like, I, I just see all of this commentary, and I just don't. I almost don't even want to engage in it because it's distracting my focus from what I can build. Right. And what I can be, rather than like. Rather than getting into this big clusterfuck of like, oh, who's these? They said this. They said this. You know, what's more? Uh, it's just like a, a game that I don't almost don't even want to play. Right. You know? and, and you've done a really good job with that, dude. Like I think about your account. I mean, it, it's positive. You've got like great pictures. You're hanging out with other guys that are doing shit. Like mm-hmm. I remember Art Basel. You know, like, yeah. you know, with like Sabra and a bunch of your buddies are here and like yeah. you guys are at like Muscle Beach and South Beach. And like, you know, it's it's like a positive thing. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's more than just the direct messages. It's like are the, the tweets. Mm-hmm. It's like the context yeah. of what you've created with your presence. And it's like I look, I'm like, this guy's based because he's real. He's speaking his truth. And I think I have an idea like where he stands on things, mm-hmm. but he's not being obvious about it in a way that puts him in a perilous position or a stupid position. Well, it's not even just a stupid position, right? It's like, cause I, I agree it could get perilous or it could get stupid, but it's not even that it's more so like when you, like you, when you can find what your Avenue can be to like, for me, I really want to keep becoming like, I want to be, you know, a, an amazing athlete and like really, and like have all these sort of physical qualities and then keep training to fight and then really build. Like I've, I've kind of torn away at a lot of my framework now because mm. it was, it was really interesting for a long time. Like I know I have like really, I, I understand health and fitness on a different level than 99.99% of people. Right. Right. But it was really interesting for me because it was like, man, I feel like I shouldn't be doing this. Like not shouldn't be doing this, but it's like I need something else. I don't want to let my identity become that almost, right. and which is just a weird, stupid thing. And also I think when you're a young entrepreneur, you think that, oh, I'll do these 10 things when that's just a heinously dumb idea. Right. But it's like I want to limit my life down to – like, what can I really like excel at and what do I want to make my mission mm-hmm. and, and just, just do that. And I don't even want to talk about it. I don't even want to like talk about anything at this point because all the people that I respect didn't do the talking. They fucking worked. Right. You know, um, like, like I think about somebody like, you know, I've been training MMA and I'm not even that, like I can hold, you know, I'm not a pussy. Right. But like, right. I mean, you I, knocked heads in college football, dude. Yeah. But like, you know? I mean, whatever, like, yeah. 
you know, didn't, didn't make it to the NFL. I've been training MMA for, you know, a year and a half now, but like, I understand how to go in and train. I know what's going on at this point. Yeah. Um, but I look at somebody like, like John Danaher, for example, I don't know if you're familiar. Um, one of the, you know, probably the best mind in mixed martial arts ever. He, he trained my coach now for a while, for a long time or whatever many years. But I think about somebody like that, mm-hmm. right? Or somebody, I'm trying to think of another. So that's like a mixed martial arts example. Or right. you think about somebody like Klokov, right? I don't know if you're familiar with him. No. He's, he's a, a Russian. I'm here to learn, but my friend. Yeah, he's, yeah, a, he's yeah. a Russian power lifter. And like his dad was yeah. like an Olympic power lifter. And he's a fucking monster. He's like, I don't even, he's like 6'4", 235, and like shredded to the bone. He can yeah. snatch like 460. Like it's Jeez. fucking ridiculous. But so I think about people like that and, and I think about, man, like, were they online, like think, thinking about change or, or like, no, they were dedicated. They were ruthless mm-hmm. and they wanted to be a fucking master at their craft. That's it. They didn't care about it. Right. But then they, but if, when they speak, people listen. And so to me, it's like, we're in this backwards ass game of how everybody can, you know, tastefully dance around the circus that big tech has given them of what they're allowed to say and not say about what they don't like, rather than just going out and fucking making what they want. (laughs) And it's so dumb. It's so dumb to me. Like, I don't even want to talk anymore about anything. I just want to work on it. Yeah. And it's, uh, man, it's like, that's, that's kind of my whole, and I'm, I'm glad you kind of noticed that and like just doing things and being real, like, to me, the the action of it, if everyone that believed what we believe, loosely, right? Right. And that's another thing is that everybody wants to have these fucking ideological mishaps yeah. when they agree with the other person on 99.5% of things. But then this one little Huge thing. Huge issue, bro. Dude, it's like. Yeah. Huge come, issue. Come on. You're a fucking idiot. Like, have yeah. some social awareness, first off. Right. But they, so all these, if everyone that loosely believed in what we believe that, you know, you should be a good person. You should be judged based on merit yes. and your work ethic. You should, you know, like some of these kind of just fundamental principles right. that kind of lead to being right wing. You know, you believe in God. Like I, that's something to me, that's a groundbreaking belief. You have to like, you can't have this sort <laughs> of like, because ultimately there's always a religion, right? You're either yeah. like, you either believe in some form of a God or you're like agnostic in some capacity mm-hmm. or you're like a statist and that's your religion. And fuck that because that right. means you just believe in incompetence ultimately. And, um, if everyone that just kind of loosely believed in the, the, the basic principles that I think align most, you know, uh, what's the moral or ethical, mm-hmm. you know, good people. Mm-hmm. If everybody that, that believed that just, fucking picked what they were going to master Mm -hmm. and became unbeatable at it. We wouldn't have any of these problems at all. It's because like, if you think about it in the, in the political debate, the right is incompetent even more so, even more so like they all want to bitch about how, Oh, like for example, the, the truth. And I try to not even look at it. Like I want to protect my own energy. I don't, I try to not look at politics at all, but I still see it. Right. Smart move here, here and there. But you, so you see the Trudeau thing with the, with the truckers 
and all this bullshit. And I'm just like, bro, like, if you want it, if you don't want them to be there, like, not only are, like, they're more incompetent at making the decisions, but if that's the case, then you need to win. Correct. Like, everything has become just like this. Everybody's just kind of a loser in some capacity, you know? Right. Either based on their ability to to lead and to make these decisions and to, you know, kind of uh, facilitate a, a eugenic society rather than a dysgenic society. Or it's like, dude, what's worse? Like the guy who's leading a dysgenic society or the guy who lost to the dude leading the dysgenic society? That's it's right. like, you guys suck, you know? And, the, right. and it's, oh, man. Like, well, there's a whole physiognomy thing too is that I look at the people that are propped up as like these are the thought leaders on the right. Oh, my God. And I'm like, guys, like this guy has no physiognomy, no physicality. Mm-hmm. Like nobody respects him. And like for me, I kind of think of it as like the – the guy that walks into the bar test and can actually go like talk to a woman and like get her number and maybe they're going to meet up later. Yeah. Like that's like kind of an important thing. Like that's a right of pat. That's part of being a man. And how many of these guys can do that? They can't. Yeah. They can't. So like I have, I have to, I have to respect more than just what you write, what you put on paper, what you can say. Like mm-hmm. I have to respect you as a human being and what you bring to the table. Yeah. And all these various aspects beyond just like one thing. Mm-hmm. I think that's really, you know, that that's lacking on the right. There's a lot of criticism. There's a lot of sidelines reporting and people that want to, like, chop it up or whatever. But does it lead to any kind of action? I mean, it's like, dude, you win or you lose, right? Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, you can rationalize losing all day long, but it feels like losing in your gut. Like, you know you lost. Like, these are the reasons why. These are the reasons why. But it's like, fuck, I feel like a loser. I know I'm a loser. What am I going to do differently to change that? Yeah, like – to me, it comes down to, like, the the right has no leverage, right? And just like you said, like, yeah. going into a bar and, and talking to girls. Like, to me, that's a form of leverage yeah. almost in the, in the sense of – That's a dangerous that's, man. That's the leverage. Yeah. That's the leverage from the ability to reproduce, right? Or there's, there's other forms of leverage. It's like you, know, you can think about it in a business aspect, which is like, you know – owning the means to capital labor, mm-hmm. um, which capital labor, you know, code media. Mm-hmm. And right now we're losing all of those. The right is losing yeah. all of those. Um, you lose the, the one thing that we kind of have our hat on is the, the leverage of violence, which I think is really important. Yeah. Um, Cause ultimately that's the natural, that's the natural yeah. form of, of governance. Um, Dude, all these things I've been thinking about, you're like hitting. You're like you're just riffing on and off. Like yeah. I've been thinking about this the last few weeks. It's it's really Keep inter- going. It's really mm-hmm. interesting. Like there's there's not that many more. Like if you, you like you think about it, the four forms of kind of leverage in business or commerce, right? Mm-hmm. We're losing all four of those: capital, labor, you know, code, and media. All four are dominated. Yeah. Social media is our one hope because there's more normal people than there are people that think you should like uh you know your your children should be raised gender fluid right like there's more normal people than not hopefully yeah (laughs) (laughs) dear god god help us if not yeah um but then like we have the capacity for violence but everyone's so pacifist that that's like that's kind of a non-issue like nobody's actually willing to draw their line in the sand Right. Um, and I guess you could even say that about maybe I'm a bit hypocritical because I guess I 
could you could say that about me in a sense like i've moved i live in miami where there's just not any of these problems yeah and i, I think about that too like <laughs> you know i'm, I'm I mean? scrolling the feed in the morning and i see all this shit and i'm like wait a second i live in miami i have this view i have a good life yeah. i have good friends and it's like how angry should i be and you but you get caught up in like that tornado of activity and all this but and that's the thing like yeah. you shouldn't ever be that's what i'm saying is like the reason we don't have any leverage as a group of people who have a certain set of ideals loosely or right. majorly, like right. for all intents and purposes, and you know, we agree on most things. We don't have the leverage because everybody's sitting around pointing fingers or in outrage about some shit they saw on social media. Yes. Right. And it's yeah. like, they want to, everybody wants to like dunk on the, the people that, are doing this like the people that don't believe in what they believe in right who are doing the same thing but then they sit around and circle jerk like if you have principles as a man in 2022 your entire fucking focus if you don't like your entire focus should be one becoming self-sufficient in in the yes. financial realm yes like that's it objectively like mm -hmm. if you don't have that you're, you're on a ticking clock in my opinion it's a pressure that drives me at this point right um like our everyone's goal should become to goal should become as skillful and have as much leverage in the process of commerce as humanly fucking possible. That's it. Like you shouldn't be reading anything on social media. If you don't have that, right? You haven't earned it, right? You haven't earned the right to leisurely scroll because that comfort's going to kill you eventually. And then like, so there's that. And then there's like the physicality piece which to me is maybe even the bigger, bigger thing, because like when I think about what this is ultimately what happened for me, right? Mm -hmm. Like I was raised in Ohio mm -hmm. in a, a, a city of 119,000 people, right? You know, relatively right leaning, you know, not too big of a city, right. somewhat rural, you know, kind of the, the old, you know, Pick them by your bootstraps, kind yeah. of kind of mentality. You're a Rust Belt guy. Yeah, I love it. Of course, yeah, of course. Yeah. And um, and so that's how I was raised. But like, I didn't really care about anything. You know, I loosely, like, I would troll the girls in my government class who believed all the crazy <laughs> like leftist <laughs> shit. But but like, yeah. I didn't really care. And then what really like my progression of, of opening my eyes and kind of thinking about how the world works at large and really understanding it stemmed from health and nutrition mm. and understanding that because I had personal problems with it. And I saw how inefficient and incompetent the kind of state methodology was with dealing with that. I had Graves disease when I was like 15 mm -hmm. ended up pretty much curing myself as like an 18 year old 19 year old who just had the capacity to research on the internet mm -hmm. right that's it i wasn't i mean i was always been pretty smart but like it wasn't some special skill set i just had the capacity to read and think for myself essentially mm -hmm. and and then you see that like you see the incompetency there and i think everybody's seen it now mm -hmm. and of course they all want to just circle jerk about it and and kiss each other's ass Oh, this is wrong. Da, 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 da. Like the COVID shouldn't, we shouldn't have been locked in our house. And that's great. I guess it's good that people are aware of that. Mm -hmm. But, um, I mean, if you think about both, you can think of just like in general, how the state deals with healthcare. Right. 
and you can think about in general how the state dealt with COVID. And then you can extrapolate both the the money trail behind that mm-hmm. and just the overall ability to, again, the, the incompetency. It applies to everything it does. in our world. Everything. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, like, that's why I think that's something that really, really, really influences my perspective because when you and I first met, we had a, a, a something I want to touch on. Yeah. We had a conversation about, you know, like America and I talked about my experiences abroad in some different countries. And, um, we were talking about whether or not, you know, there's, there's hope for it as a country and all these different things. And then we were talking about, you know, kind of like the best age of America. And I don't, mm-hmm. I, maybe like, maybe, I don't know if you said it or if I was just like put it into the conversation, but I like I always see people talking about the peak of America is like 1980s, you know, like all oh, yeah. the 80s were awesome. And I have some respect for the 80s, right? They right. had a really strong aesthetic. Um, and I really can appreciate that. Yeah. I like, I like some of the eighties music. I like the, the blondes with the big hair, you know, I, like, <laughs> I can appreciate those yeah. things. Yeah. But like, to me, I don't, I don't even like the eighties. Well, it's, it's good to not buy into that too, mm-hmm. because whenever you're saying this is something, this is, this is really, really good. First of all, people have been saying that the generation prior had it better forever. Uh-huh. Like people in the eighties, like, Oh, the fifties and sixties were so much better. Yeah. And so there's like this wistfulness, like this nostalgia for the generations past that that's been elevated to somehow it was a better time. And people forget about all the problems, mm-hmm. all the strife, all the things that happened, like that had to be better than what we're living through now. Yeah. And so I give you, I, I got to give you credit for that because there is this thing on Twitter, like, Oh my God, I wish I lived in the eighties and nineties. And this was so much it was like, well, guys, there was still like, you know, a lot of angst amongst the youth, mm-hmm. a lot of self-hating and self-loathing yeah. and like, you know, like divorce and like, you know, suburban America and like, you know, the, the soullessness of that, mm-hmm. all that shit existed. Yeah. You know, so it's not like, and then I think about like, what about the present? Like, what about a smart young guy that thinks like you do, that thinks like other guys out there? And I'm a little bit, I'm not, I can't say I'm the youngest guy, but you know, just have this similar mindset. I don't think there's ever been a better time to go do something than right now because you we were talking about earlier. There's like zero competition, man. Well, there's zero competition, but there's also like more access than ever. And so this is kind of this is to to circle back, and then I want to touch on what you yeah, just said. Yeah, let's do it. To circle back, I was gonna like people talk about like the '80s, right? As like this glory day. Yeah. I look at the '80s as the peak of the house of cards <laughs> that everything's built on now, right? Like, yeah, I'm yeah. sure it was a blast, you yeah. know, it was to, at the very end to be yeah. like, uh, you know, a, a corporate big wig guy in New York city down there fucking partying four nights a week. I'm sure they had a blast. Right. Yeah. But it's like, I see it as like, that was the peak that was built upon the house <laughs> of cards that kind of leads to, where we're at now in terms of like the symptomatic problems with everything that's, that are going yeah, on. Yeah. And so I, I don't even revere that as much. Like I think about when America was really great. Like I think about cowboys and I think about motherfuckers cutting the Oregon trail, <laughs> right. Or yeah. like pushing into Illinois for the first time. Yeah. Like that's fucking badass. And, and I think ultimately the principle that I respect and admire about it is the ownership. Yeah. And because you just talked about like you think about the present, 
right? This is the fundamental human problem mm -hmm. is that nobody wants to take ownership. Nobody wants to have accountability and nobody wants to do the hard shit that will enable them to have everything that they want. Right. right? Like if you think about every, you know, if, if every God fearing, right leaning person mm -hmm. put in the, the work to own land, you know, have a wife that's a quality woman and that they respect and that they can build a family with and, and have some sort of skill set that can't be governed because they're simply too valuable to the affair of commerce, right? Like if the people did all these things, we wouldn't have any fucking problems, right? We have problems because they're not good at the, like, think like, like, for example, everyone wants to talk and riff on like San Francisco or obviously it's a, I mean, I've, I haven't been there. Right. And I always try to refrain judgment on yeah. things that, but I've talked to yeah. plenty, plenty of people. Well, I mean, it's a literal shithole. It, yeah. It's, and by the way, one of the most beautiful cities in America, Yeah. like just in terms of like the, where it is, I mean, yeah. like the peninsula and the bay and the weather is freaking phenomenal. But, but people want to talk. So like, I just always try to yeah. refrain judgment a bit on things that I don't have direct experience with because then I'm talking out of my ass. Yeah. But like people want to, but from what I hear, it's a shithole from close friends that I trust. Right. It's not yeah. that great anymore. Um, overpriced, you know, tons of bullshit going on. And I hear these complaints, especially from people that are, that believe in the things that we all want to believe in. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, like, dude, that's just like, that to me is pointing out your own, uh, unskillfulness in turn, like, like the, the right as a general concept, them pointing out Silicon Valley and all the power and control. Mm -hmm. It's like, dude, you had the same opportunity. You're 50. You had the same opportunity to leverage technology and you didn't fucking do it. Right. Like, right. Or, or people that, that talk like all these different things. It's just like crazy to me because it's all like, I had a college coach that, that told me persistently is like men point with their thumb, not their finger. And that really stuck with me. And I think yeah. that that is, that's the focus of what I want to do. It's like, where's my own effort and where's my own energy. And if everybody just kind of focused on these singular things, like we wouldn't even know that there are any of these pro like people are, people talk about like the supply chain problem, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, if you didn't read about it online, you wouldn't even know. You might not know. Yeah. You really might not know. Yeah. Um, you know, things like inflation, I'm sure, you know, we would like smart people would put two and two together and realize, dang, like, like for me, for me, it's I, gas. That's how, that's how you I know. I know off steak prices. That's yeah. how I know. Okay. Two years ago or three years ago when I would go to Publix and get a, you know, some ribeye, <laughs> it was, it was eight ninety nine a pound or nine ninety nine a pound. Yeah. Now when I go, it's like. Nineteen ninety nine a pound. I'm like, geez, dude, I eat like two pounds of steak a day. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, there's so many of these problems that people get caught up in that if they weren't reading about them on the internet, and the internet's so polarizing, they wouldn't even right. know exist. They right. wouldn't. Right. If they just like the more, and this is what I am trying to, like, and this is why I don't even want to talk about like politics. I just want to be competent. You know. Right and and try to that's like what i want my message to be is that like i'm better than you at all these different things and then and then like what i believe probably has a little bit more weight anyway yeah 
And I think that if everybody did that or everybody that loosely believed what you and I believe mm -hmm. did that, we would have so many, so much fewer problems, but everybody wants to just. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's so much easier and it's kind of like, you know, you can be very clever and tweet mm -hmm. and point out all these problems and you have these people that support you, but it's not making your bank account better. Yeah. It's not getting a better woman by your side. It's not doing it's you don't have a better car. You don't have a better place. Mm -hmm. Like you have to find some way to turn that. You have to monetize it in some form or fashion. And I think people have to think like that, you know, and it doesn't mean just think purely in terms of I got to make money, but it's just OK. Like I have this knowledge. I'm aware of what's going on. That's great. Mm -hmm. What can I do about it? Like where do my skills where does my inclination, where does my passion, where can it kind of take advantage of all this and do something mm -hmm. with it, right? And that's what you're trying to tell people. Um, what do you think people can do in terms of like, there's some guys out there that may be watching this that are like struggling. Like, Man, that sounds great. Like, I, I totally agree with you, like conceptually and theory, like I mm -hmm. want to do that, but I'm having a really hard time, like in my day-to-day -day life. Like I'm a 22 year old guy, I just graduated college, I got student loan debt, mm -hmm. I'm in a job that I'm not really like crazy about. And I see you and I'm like, God, I wanna be him. Like I wanna go live in Miami and I wanna have this bit. Like what are actionable things, like little things they can do to kind of break out of that rut and start, whether it's maybe they're not, they're not gonna move to Miami and do their own business, but mm -hmm. to kind of break out of that routine and that rut that they're stuck in. Um, that's a great question. I think that the first step for anybody that, cause like, and just before I even answer this, it's like the whole premise kind of of our conversation is that like people, the only people that even give a shit about any of this are, are the people that are unhappy with their own lives. Mm -hmm. Like really, I mean, loose, yeah. loosely, loosely, I, That's I don't know. You know, there, there's something to it. People are looking for something. They're searching for something. Yeah, like yeah. you wouldn't care if you were just uh, – that's at least how I think about like anytime yeah. I'm too – you can have an awareness of it. But because especially too as you get older and maybe, you know, you want to have kids or something like that, like you don't want them to grow up in a fucked up world, right? And so right. there's there's some nuance to that, I guess. It's, if you're a young guy and you're worried about this shit, it's because you don't have the life that you want. And I, so yeah. – I think the first piece of it is recognizing what aspects of your own life you even want to like, like you need to get really clear with like people have so much blow and they have other people's opinions and they have, you know, what they think is right. And like all these different things and like, you just need to cut all that shit out and figure out what the fuck your priority is. Like mm -hmm. what's the number one thing that you want in your life that you don't have. Mm -hmm. And that's your number one priority period. Right. And then you maybe you have a couple other things and there's honestly not that many areas that you can kind of manipulate. Right. Of, in yeah. life itself. No, that's a good point. Like yeah. there, it's so fucking simple. Everything is so simple. You have, you know, what you're going to do to pay your bills and make money and provide value mm -hmm. to the general marketplace in exchange for that money. And hopefully it should be, you know, how you do one thing is how you do everything, I mm -hmm. think. So hopefully it's something that you can really kind of leverage your own personal skill set and, mm. and some of your passion and really like drive towards. So you have that, how you're going to make money. You have, you know, how are you going to take care of your health right. and your fitness and, and all these different things. So like for me, that's not just like going to the gym and, and working out, but I also kind of loop in, you know, training martial arts. Like to me, that's a part of being fit, mm -hmm. um, having a little bit of militance about me. Mm -hmm. And I also just love it. Uh, so there's that. 
there is the relationships you keep. Mm-hmm. So that could be your family. That could be, you know, girls. And that's a whole thing in and of itself. <laughs> yeah. um, and then also something that's really, I think, not spoken about enough is friends and really having like great friends that are aligned with, with what you want to be doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause most people have horrible friend groups like at, at large. Right. I think I don't really see it as much anymore, but then when I go some places, I'm like, wow, like this is what people are doing. And I'm like, fuck, I would be, I would go insane. Right. Um, but so there's, there's biz, the business or how you're going to make money, your career. Mm-hmm. Um, and not everybody needs to be an entrepreneur either. That's a huge thing. Like working. Yeah. I, I learned so much. I probably wouldn't be an entrepreneur if I wouldn't have worked for two such capable people before I really got my own thing going. Yeah. Um, so there's how you're going to make money. There's how you're going to take care of your health. There's your relationships. There's, you know, what you're going to, and then there's like what you're going to do for creative or spiritual fulfillment. Yeah. And, and that's pretty much it. Right. And so you need to figure out like, like just that's it. You have four things in life you need to take care of. Mm -hmm. You have eight hours of sleep a day. So like where most people are allocating their time in like the most fucked up things. And even I've done this. Mm-hmm. I recently, like all this month, I've been allocating my time like to nothing but my goals. Literally, I've said no to everything, mm-hmm. absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, you realize how much time you have in a day mm-hmm. when or how much time people or people or we can even waste just like working on things that that aren't even important to us. And we know they're not important to us, but we do them anyway for a myriad of reasons. And it's just crazy. Um, And so I would say really like get, figure out what it is you want and then get really honest with yourself about the time and the effort that you're putting in. Right. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately if you really want something and you really genuinely want it and you put in like you want it to the point where because that's how I felt like when I dropped out of college and decide I'm going to make something out of myself for mm-hmm. me doing something that I like. Um, it was like there wasn't an option there. Right. It was like I will literally do this for 20 years and I don't care if I'm 40 and homeless. Like I kid you not. When mm-hmm. I called my dad, I was like, hey, I'm dropping out of college. He was uh, upset. And he's like, okay, well, you got to, you can't, you know, he, I, he kind of, I kind of, did he, he kind of know it might have been coming? Um, or was he, was he truly like, wow. Uh, is- I think he was probably caught a little off guard. Yeah. Um, Cause I'm like pretty private with shit like that. Like, right. I, I just ha- feel no need to talk to people about things. Just if I'm, you know, yeah. thinking through something. By the way, I think this is, this is a really important thing you're hitting on is that people want to talk through everything. And like, you need to have that internal dialogue. Like I think about like when I was younger, I would mm-hmm. get too much advice. I would like, you know, crowdsource other people's ideas about what I was doing. And it's like, wait a second, if they're not me and they don't know all the things I've been through and like how my, how I, yeah. why would I ask them for their advice? There's really probably just a couple of people that I would go to, you know? And so you, you're finding that out at a really early age. Yeah. Like had that internal dialogue with yourself. Yeah. That's super important. Um, Cause most people take advice from people that are wholly incompetent to even right. give it. Right. Um, but so I'm like, I, he kind of like, I, he kind of was like, yo, gave me kind of the, the rough, lo- tough love treatment. Yeah. Um, you know, like, yo, you're not going to come home. You're not going to do this. You're not going to do that. And I was like, cool. Don't care. Booking my flight tomorrow. And this is like a week and a half before Christmas. 
so he's like, all right, come home for Christmas, you know, to yeah. <laughs> relax. Yeah, it's like, but I was literally ready to like, <laughs> um, yeah. like abandon everything with one suitcase full of like clothes yeah. and move to Florida simply because it was sunny and like live home. <laughs> like I was so, I was that prepared to just like, if fuck it, if I have to sleep on the beach, I will do it. Right. I don't care. And that's kind of like been my mindset is you can't have a plan B. Right. You need to figure out what you want. And if you really want it, there's not a plan B. And maybe that involves like for me, I worked some jobs that I hated to to get it started. Mm -hmm. But like and I, I could have done it better. But I remember like when I first dropped out, there was I didn't do anything, nothing for like eight months, maybe mm -hmm. seven months. I wouldn't even like I wouldn't go out with. I, I wouldn't make friends. I wouldn't do fuck all. I did nothing mm -hmm. but sit around. And like, honestly, a lot of it was a reflection of my own kind of incompetency, right? Like yeah. I felt bad doing anything because I wasn't getting the results that I wanted. And so that's something looking back, I maybe could have played with. I don't regret anything, but yeah, it's um like I was prepared to do that and just like almost suffer for years because i would rather do that than not get the things that i wanted at the end of the yeah. day and um and over time you learn and iterate and everything gets yeah. much much easier yeah the more you do things the better you get at them the better you get at them the more you want to do them the more you do them it's like an endless loop right. right and so you need to figure out what you really really want like what you have to have not what you want what you have to have mm -hmm. and then audit the time and the effort that you're putting into it and like, if you just simply put in more effort than any, everyone else's, you're going to win. Mm -hmm. And it shouldn't be a decision either. It shouldn't be like this, like, cause I, I get it. Like people, and it, it is, it's not easy. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but like younger guy, you ask like, what should young guys doing? They don't have the things that they want. Um, or, or they, they're not where they want to be or right. something like that. Yeah. Like you like your results are always going to be dictated by your effort period. Right. And, and there, there's a learning curve where you finally, you start to understand what, what things are big levers you can pull, mm -hmm. but you only learn that through effort and you only learn that through putting yourself in the arena and trying shit. Mm -hmm. Like P like I now, like, for example, I started a new, um, social media account for our company mm -hmm. like four days ago. All right. Where, where can people find it? It's, at that accounts at body optic right at body optic body okay. optic on twitter okay. and we're okay. going to be on are you, are you working on, you got a website up you're working on a website yeah we had a, we have a website okay cool same bodyoptic.fit okay guys body um, it's our fit. fitness health fitness company we do a lot of kind of unorthodox, unorthodox athletic stuff that's okay. kind of our main calling card i guess um but so like i started a new social media account. And obviously I have the leverage of like, I have a big following so I can boost it, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I started like four days ago, four or five days ago. And it's like f probably close to 5,000 followers. It's huge, man. In like four or five days. Yeah. But then I remember the first thing I ever tried to do to make money when I dropped out of college was to sell fitness programs. <laughs> and I created an Instagram account. And like I was posting daily stuff every single day is this like is this is this like yourself working out or just like Vide videos like, infographics yeah um the whole nine yards yeah. i mean i'm like i'm like 
I, at that point I was working a, I was working a telemarketing job. That was the first job I got when I dropped out of college. Hated it. It was horrible. The worst environment, like fluorescent you lights. You work like a call center. Yeah. 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 I was cold calling uh, businesses, asking them if they wanted to save money like this on this rebate for electricity. It was fucking awful. How'd like, you do? Oh, I was fantastic. I bet at you it. did well. Yeah, yeah. I was fantastic yeah. at it, but I was yeah. also, I hated it. And it wasn't even because of like, I mean, the work was tedious and stupid, but mm. it was more so like the people, like it was, oh, oh it was mind numbing, like the, the, the small talk. Yeah. And at this point, this point I was experimenting with the carnivore diet, right? So I'm 21. Right. Six two, lighter because I'm not eating carbs at all. I'm eating nothing but meat, and but I'm like shredded to the bone, two o five. You're gonna stick out like a sore thumb, dude. And I'm in. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going in. I'm like in a in a like my not like a good nice suit, but like in a shitty suit, but a, like a nice suit. Yeah. And everybody else is in there in like sport polos. Like I'm dressing up right. to go to this job. I'm listening to podcasts on the way to work every day. Yeah. And it's just like, man, like the, the environment was so low energy. Yeah. But, and then I'm posting on this health and fitness account three or four times a day mm -hmm. doing all the hashtags, like all this, it gets no traction, like loosely. I maybe had 500 followers and 300 of them probably came from like you, me, people you knew, like your me, contacts, yeah, me shouting out yeah. people on my personal, inf me shouting it out from my personal Instagram yeah. that had, you know, 1800 followers from college or whatever high school yeah, yeah. and it's like so funny now to compare because they're the same thing i'm doing the same exact thing mm -hmm. i had a lot of but a lot of stuff in between that right that was some of it was fitness related and working for other people some of it was just business related in terms of you know learning how to market learning how to sell learning how to build a company like all these different things and the only function the only functional difference between me doing the first thing that absolutely failed mm -hmm. to me having and running my fitness company now, like the actual, I mean, there's, it's, it's so funny because like my actual fitness knowledge, it's, it's grown obviously, mm -hmm. but like for all intensive purposes, like, I mean, I don't know. You were still good back then. Yeah, I was, I was still good back then. Right. Yeah. Like that's not what changed. Right. It wasn't like I became some fundamentally smarter person now. Right. It's just like, there's three years of iteration on execution mm -hmm. and it makes a world of a difference because you, and that's like what people don't, everybody wants everything so fast and they like, nobody loves the process, you know? Um, like people know what they want, but they're not willing to, you know, and honestly, like it's fun for me now, like every day in February, loosely, uh, maybe save a couple, maybe I've gotten up at like six fifteen and gone on a walk with one of my close friends. Who's also 23 from the North Northern United States and building a business. And like, we go on a walk for 30 minutes timed. We go eat breakfast for 30 minutes and then like eight o'clock hits and it's fucking tropical house work time for four hours straight. And I, it's so much fun. Yeah. It's so much fun. And like people, people hate the process when like, I love the pro the, the just, mm -hmm. if you love the process, it doesn't matter. You know, like 
it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you want to build a business and you can find a way for it to be a fun challenge for you mm-hmm. to, to work on the things that you need to work on, or if you want to get in shape, like just try to do everything you can to enjoy that. Because if you focus on that, everything you could ever want will come, but it will only come if you're consistent in, in that sort of like differential process, you know, mm-hmm. you have mm-hmm. to put in the work yeah. more than anything. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I would just say, like, honestly, that's the only message I, yeah, I have for people. Like, if you're not where you want to be, like, just simply work more. You know, I want to talk a little bit about like energy levels mm-hmm. because, you know, think about like playing football. Like, yeah. you, know, you played football in high school. I played football. You went on to play in college, and it was like such a regimen to like what you do in terms of like nobody gives a shit whenever you like are at your optimal energy level. Like yeah. you've got to be up and you've got to be on the practice field at six and you're doing two a day, six to eight. Mm-hmm. And then you go and like, you know what I mean? You go back in the afternoon and like, nobody cares. You have yeah. to, but I think there's, as you get older, like you really have to kind of understand like what time of day are you peaking? Like, where are you mm-hmm. really optimizing your performance? Because, you know, some people are really great in the morning. Like, mm-hmm. you know, she gets out of bed at, you know, she wakes up at five in the morning and she's like got a smile on her face. She's ready to go kick ass. And I'm like, you know, I'm two hours away from coffee. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then as the night as a day goes on, I start to warm up, warm up. And at nighttime, like I'm in my creative mode, I have my energy mode. So like for you, is that something like how, do, what is your kind of energy like? Cause I, I believe in the blast and cruise model, particularly mm-hmm. for entrepreneurs, which is like, you will have like a period of intense activity, real focus. And it may just be a couple hours a day, Yeah, but you need to really hit it. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to expend a lot of energy and then you need to kind of decompress and come out of that a little bit. And then you can kind of find your way into the next thing. Mm-hmm. And it's not like it's just, you know, six hours, eight hours of continuous stuff. Yeah. Like, how do you work? How does, how do you kind of go throughout the, like the, what's the flow of the day look like for you? So I mentioned that I just kind of like recently, recently switched this up. Because it was like, I'd been doing well, like I've been doing well, mm-hmm. you know, um, I made a decision maybe a couple months ago to just fit focus on, um, building body optic in the fitness company and just really like going all in on it. And yeah. for whatever reason, I hadn't done that for a number of a few times. I'd done a bunch of like different sales stuff, yeah. um, worked on another project. By the, over like, the long run, everything you, you've acquired is going to manifest into something that will be successful. hundred percent. You're just like stacking these like skills and experiences. Yeah. And then one day you're just going to be like, Oh shit, that idea I had for this like merch deal Mm -hmm. or like, I, there's just like one particular app or whatever it is. You already thought of it. It wasn't the right time. You tabled it, you put it on the shelf or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then there's going to be a time in the future where like, you're just fucking going dude. Like everything's working and you bring this out and it's going to work. Yeah, no, I I agree with that. And it, it already feel like that. Like I yeah. just mentioned, like yeah. day one of dropping out of college, like yeah. doing the same thing. But now it's like, holy shit. Yeah. Like just the 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 beliefs that change are, are what make the difference, like the beliefs. And then you gain you get more leverage in the form of what you're actually good at, mm-hmm. which is a function of doing things. Um, and then also you just kind of build some character. Yeah. Um, but. Sorry. No, I asked you the question. I interrupted you. Yeah. So I kind of, inter- let's, let's come back. Mm-hmm. I was talking about like the flow of a oh, day, yeah, yeah. like your energy when, levels. How, do how I does work? that work? So, yeah. yeah. So I recently switched this up 
because like I, I cut it off because I was talking about, you know, I recently changed this. I'd been doing a myriad of projects mm-hmm. and I'd kind of had this sporadic workflow. You know, when I first came to my, when I first lived in Miami full time, it was like, whoa, like I almost let myself <laughs> slip off the handle, you know? That can happen here, I, man. I, I mean, dude, yeah. I was like summer 2021, I was going out a ton. Yeah. Party my ass off. I had a great time. I don't regret anything. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, and I've been doing well with my business, but I recently just kind of switched this around because it was like kind of the same thing. Like I just want more mm-hmm. of everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be a better, I want to build a better fitness company. I want to be in better shape. I want to, you know, be a better fighter. Mm-hmm. I want to be a better creator mm-hmm. and have time for the, the, the things that give me actual fulfillment. Yeah. Um, and so now I'm, I'm definitely like a morning worker. I think like now is that naturally or is that something you made yourself do? I think everyone is that way actually. Okay. Um, I think that the, I think that's biological. Um, and I think you can change that yeah. as well. So you mean it, like, don't stay out drinking. It doesn't work. <laughs> well like that, but also too, like if you get up every single morning and you see the sun and you're eating relatively early in the day, like, yeah. and you're expounding your energy throughout the day, I think it'll naturally kind of self-coagulate. So and, are you like a dust to dawn guy now? Um, or like, or, or, or dawn to dusk, I mean, in terms of like, you kind of, when the, when, the, when the sun is out, like that's, it's, it's time to wake up, it's time to get rolling, or? Loosely, I'm up before the sun right okay. now. Um, but yeah, but like, as soon as I get up, mm-hmm. I like go walk. Right. So I'm outside. So do you have coffee or anything or is it just immediate, like have a drink of water, go walk or, um, yeah, drink of water, yeah. brush my teeth and then just like get all my things for the day and get out of the house. So you're like, you want to start moving. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, a huge thing for energy levels in general. Like people lose because they're stagnant mm-hmm. all the a hundred percent of the time. Like if you just go mm-hmm. constantly, mm-hmm. you always have energy. It's when you stop is when you lose it. Mm-hmm. Then you get comfortable. Then you're looking at your phone. Then you want to watch some TV. Then you don't feel like getting up. It's mm-hmm. like, no, gas pedal all fucking day long, mm-hmm. right? And there's can be things in that that are more relaxing. And so like my, I, ju- I, I just recently made the, like maybe start of February um, and have been super consistent with it mm-hmm. since then. But it was like, I just thought about like, man, what's actually holding me back? And it's just kind of the same things I just talked about, like wasted time, like really auditing my time and my attention. Um, and so wake up 6.15, you know, walk, breakfast, and then like, boom, like four hours of just work. Like whatever needs to get done, I'm doing it, mm-hmm. period. Um, uninterrupted, mm-hmm. right? So that's mm-hmm. there's no communication in that other than maybe like some little things here and there. Right. But very little communication. And then I'll like eat again. And then midday, I'll go to the gym for an hour, Mm, go lift, go lift for an hour. Um, then, so I'll do that and then come back from the gym, you know, wait a little bit, but then I'll, I'll eat again somewhere in the next, you know, three to four hour period. But that's like when I can communicate. Cause for me, it's much easier to communicate with other people mm-hmm. than it is to actually get things done myself. I totally agree. Um, like talking to people is easy. I can right. get on calls, you know, I can say what needs to be done, 
with pretty much 100% efficacy with mm -hmm. not that much effort, right? right. And I think that's pretty much true for everyone. Yeah. Like moving the needle on things that need to get done require your focus. Conversing about them don't, right? Mm -hmm. Or just right. like having conversations. Right. Um, so, I'll, so morning work period, gym or lunch, gym, and then like calls, communicating, mm -hmm. I'll eat again. Um, and then, you know, two, three days a week, sometimes four, mm -hmm. I'll go to MMA. And then that's like kind of into my enjoyment hours for the night. I have mm -hmm. like four hours where it's just like, I'm not trying to get anything done. I'm just chilling, doing whatever I want to, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like going on a date or that's kind of like the time I lot for <laughs> right. myself. Um, so that's it. I have like, I split you, I sleep for eight hours. There's another 16. I split them into four blocks. It's like four hours of like me getting work done by myself, mm -hmm. four hours of me communicating about that. And then, you know, there's, there's four hours kind of free for my own enjoyment. Mm -hmm. And then like, you know, four that are physical activity mm -hmm. or me eating and that's it. It's I like how you've got it in blocks kind of, I think that's a good way to do it. Yeah. Cause a lot of times, like I think about like by the hour, you know what I mean? Like kind of smaller and then it kind of all runs together, mm -hmm. but to like put together, like, you know, say a three, four, five hour block mm -hmm. that you're kind of dedicating to something. I like how you're, you know, partitioning that throughout your day. Yeah. That's like smart. I, I tried to with, with my whole kind of like mental model towards life. I want to make everything as simple as possible. Like yes. I, I told you, I have, there's like really white t-shirt, you know, white t-shirt, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. like the, yeah. the people, people make it. I, I want everything to be simple and easy for me. Yeah. Like I want to find the, the most high, like the best positioning for myself to win period. Mm -hmm. I want to put myself in the best, like, you know, have the most leverage mm -hmm. for me to win. And so I'm going to look at those four areas of my life. The, that's really, that's all there are. Mm -hmm. That's it. It's yeah. just, but then like, you know, you, you think about that, like people end up doing all these things that aren't even living. Right. And like, there's so much time in the average person's day. It's not living. No, we're wasting a lot of it. And wasting. I speak to like, I mean, I think about how much time I spend online, how much of it is actually useful. Mm-hmm. I mean, it may be like 10 or 20%. The rest of it is just bullshit. Like reading things that don't matter. And there's so much information available. I go down these rabbit holes, dude. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm getting better about it. But I mean, I'm a 38-year-old guy. Yeah. I mean, this is very, very hard. A and lot like of you're a very competent person still. Yeah. Right? Like it happens to even... But now I know what's going on. I mean, that's a good thing. At least I understand that mm -hmm. like, hey, dude, you're getting sucked into some bullshit that doesn't make your life better. Yeah. Snap out of it and let's focus on something that's going to move the needle. Yeah. Right. But now think about somebody that like doesn't get, they're not even aware of it. They're yeah. not even aware of it, but like, and they, they don't have, I mean, you've done, you know, you've kind of built your life to the point where, you know, Hey, this is what you're working on and all these different yeah. things. Like you put in the time, so to speak, but think of like a 22 year old that doesn't have any of this yeah. and they're unaware of the fact that you know, they, they're like, they just kind of, they're they, aware. They're unaware that I mean, they, they, they don't even have like, they, you know, exactly. They don't even have a clue of where to start. Yeah. And so they just fritter all this time away. And then maybe there is a point in time they realize, holy shit, like, what have I done with all this? Yeah. And, um, you know, it's kind of like you talk about like technology does this to us to where, mm -hmm. you know, it kind of people that are more equipped or more capable 
will see the value of the internet and they're going to like maximize their potential. Yeah. And then you have people that are kind of idiots that they're going to go play angry birds and they're just going to kind of fritter away into nothing and like yeah. waste all that time and energy yeah, locked in the metaverse. They're locked in the metaverse. Well, people are already locked in the metaverse. Yeah, hundred percent. hundred percent. You know? So, Hey, listen guys, let's, we're going to take a real quick break. Okay. We're going to get a refill. We're going to come back and I want to talk a little bit about how important it is to build the physique and what that does for somebody's confidence. Okay. Along with a whole bunch of other stuff. Okay. We'll be back in a minute. Yeah. Sounds good. guys base brotherhood is back with logan fitz after a nice little break a little break <laughs> and we're back but i want to come back and talk a little bit about um you know building a physique and the confidence that emanates from that mm -hmm. and i'll talk a little bit about myself you know like i've always been and maybe you can help me here mm -hmm. on this yeah is you know i've always been in good shape and in the last maybe four years or so i've kind of let myself go okay a little bit and you know i'm like 38 so it's kind of expected you know, that you kind of get comfortable, let yourself go a little bit. But it's, um, there's something about, um, it doesn't matter what clothes you wear. It doesn't matter what's going on. Whenever you're in really, really good shape and you know it, mm -hmm. that confidence that you bring into everything that you do is just at a different level, yeah. right? And so it's something that, um, you know, have you ever gone through a period where you've kind of like let yourself go too much mm -hmm. and like you've noticed your confidence kind of dip? Yeah, so I think the... I mean, I was, I've been an athlete my whole life. Yeah. And so that was always like, you know, kind of the, I was always kind of doing that. But then there was a period from like mid 2019 to like early 2020. Yeah. Mid 2019 to early mm -hmm. 2020, where I actually wasn't in for really the only time in my life where my life was not predicated on my body. What was going on during that time? So it wasn't like there was anything different. It was just like, oh, wow. Sorry. Um, it was, I went from, like, when I first dropped out, I was working in personal training. Yeah. And then I shifted mm -hmm. and was just working in, you know, like e-commerce, um, doing social media stuff. And my, like, you know, my whole life up to that, not that I was getting paid for it, but like it ended up paying for my college mm -hmm. um, in terms of like me being a really good student, me being a really good athlete. Mm -hmm. Like those things were that provided for, for my life kind of. Um, but so then I s got out of personal training for a brief stint and was just focused on that and like making money because that was really like the big constraint of my quality of life. Right. Was wanted to make more money. Yeah, right. Like right, I, right. You know, I could navigate relationships pretty well. I had great friends right. if I wanted to, and you know, had the time to, which kind of predicated on money. Right. I, you know, it felt, it wasn't like I was like, Oh, I need to figure out girls. Like I had to do, do okay with that, whatever. Um, but it, so it was like that period where I was just focusing on making money. Yeah. And it was like this big stressor cause I didn't know how to do it really. And I was in a new stressful job, learning all these different skills and kind of seeing how it operated. And I, I mean, I like, 
I wasn't really like in bad, like horrible shape, yeah. you know. So like, like, I mean, it may not have been something where I would look at you and say, hey, Logan's letting himself go. Yeah. But you knew. I knew. That you weren't where you wanted to be. Yeah. And it was the, it's so funny because now I obviously run a fitness company. And so like you talk about it and it's like almost seems like some sort of like persuasive gaslighting <laughs> almost saying this. But like I, I really knew it then. Because I didn't, I finally, for once in my life, didn't have a stake in the game mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, physicality or health. And it was just like getting things done for work. Mm-hmm. Like that was my sole priority. Mm-hmm. And um, that's really when it hit me to, to, to write like how important that is. Because like, like we mentioned, or I think I said it early on the podcast, like how you do one thing is how you do everything. Yeah. And then secondly, when you feel how good you can feel when you get rid of all these bad things mm-hmm. and are doing the things that are right for you, like you, you, once you know how good you can feel anything less than that, something feels off. And I also think like with, there's a big aspect of life that's related to congruency right? Mm -hmm. You having congruence between who you, who you are currently and who you'd like to be. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's a big piece of why maybe a lot of people don't get things done like they would need to or want to Mm -hmm. is because that like, and and to me, like health is the biggest piece of that because your biology ultimately affects everything, how you're going to like, the horm like you are the hormones that you're producing in mm-hmm. that time. Yeah. Right. And so like for men, if they're, you know, like a low T or, you know, they, they're not producing testosterone or something's off with their hormonal function, that's going to manifest itself because you're ultimately, you're going to act as the hormone. Like when guys are, you know, not getting anything done or they're like, they don't have confidence to go do things. It's really not. It's a manifestation of the hormone. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have too much estrogen, and that's in men that drives, you know, indecisiveness. It drives, um, you know, lack of confidence. It's mm-hmm. like it's purely a fu- <laughs> to me. That's how I think about it. It's purely a function of the hormone, mm-hmm. in a sense, or not even just hormones, but like you know, people that eat like shit. They're they're inflamed constantly. Like their brain, their brain chemistry just can't operate the way it right. should. And so it's that's, you know, like you're like fighting your own body. Yeah. Like, you know, you should be doing something else, mm-hmm. but like you're not optimizing for that. And so you're just like, it's just, it's a losing battle. Yeah. And, and that's the big, and more than any of that, it's like the, the guilt or the shame. I think that you feel when you're, yes. when you have incongruence yes. between what you know you could be and, and what you are like that incongruence is what, what kills people. And a lot of time and a lot of senses. Um, and so like those kind of two things together, Mm -hmm. like, you know, when you, how you do one thing is how you do everything. And so you, if you have guilt or shame towards how you look or how you feel, it's going to reverberate through everything you're doing. And then Mm -hmm. if you have some sort of, you know, biochemical, you know, off, off put, Mm -hmm. it's going to, it's going to resonate through your life. Because you're, again, it's like a fighting a losing battle. Right. You know, it's like you you don't want to, you can't beat, you can beat it, but like why try? 
Right. You know, you could just simply when you could just simply be putting out the the healthful functions that's going to reverberate through your entire life almost. Yeah. Well, it makes me think, I think about like metabolism. This mm -hmm. is something I want to talk to you a little bit about, about how, you know, I remember, you know, a few years back, you know, your metabolism, I think has a certain kind of set point, mm -hmm. like your body weight has a certain kind of set point and your metabolism keeps that, you know, that, that fire burning. Yeah. But over time, like you start to decay, like you're not eating the right foods, like you're, you're maybe drinking a little bit too much, you're too mm -hmm. sedentary, you're not walking, you're not, you're missing workouts or whatever. Yeah. And what happens is that body weight starts to creep up, your energy levels actually drop, mm -hmm. and your body kind of accepts that set point in terms of your weight. Mm -hmm. And then it gets worse and worse. And then all of a sudden, like, you're, you're stuck at this set point. And what you have to do is find a way to kind of kickstart your metabolism and you know get that thing you know get that fire burning hot again and you're losing weight yeah but i think there's something whenever you have that set point somewhere you might be able to you know you can still have a cheat meal like you know have fun go out and have a few drinks or whatever but your set point is kind of established mm -hmm. but the problem is those bad habits start to pile up yeah and then all of a sudden you're putting on weight and your that set point kind of tends to go up you know what I mean? And that's something that I, I and I kind of had this theory that's like, you know, as you get older, people are expected to put on weight and kind of deteriorate, which I think is bullshit. I think one. it's bullshit because I think what people are doing is they're just they're socialized because you get older. You, there's more opportunities to socialize. You have more money mm -hmm. and you get kind of more comfortable. And then yeah. all of a sudden you're looking in the mirror and you've got these jowls hanging down. Mm hmm. And you're like, wait a second, and, and you can't fit, you know, you need like an elastic band sweatpant. Like you, you can't fit in the th size 32 jeans anymore. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck just happened? Mm -hmm. Well, it's not that you're getting older and your metabolism is just naturally getting worse. You're just kind of a product of your environment that you've created. Like you've kind of let yourself be go into this malaise. Yeah. And so I think that whole thing about metabolism is, is, is kind of a load of horseshit. It's just you're kind of just falling in line and going with going with the crowd and it's um it's it's something that too many people accept and it doesn't have to be that way does it no no it doesn't it's uh like one of the especially it's 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 really prevalent in uh especially in like right wing twitter like repeatism i don't know if you're familiar with him. isn't that like you need to be a nose breather or something like that <sighs> i mean you do need somebody to be was talking about like i was I, I posted this clip of like playing golf like you know someone mm -hmm. was saying that Golf is like a peat pill sport. Okay. Just like a nose breathing sport or some hilarious. shit. And I was just like, I don't know how I feel about this, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's an aspect <laughs> of it, but he's like, uh, without getting like too crazy no, no, in mean, depth yeah, in it, but yeah. yeah, he's like a biologist yeah. who's really impacted alternative health in a really uh -huh. huge way. Like and it, and all the, the right wing people really love him. They do like him. Um, yeah. And I, I love him. He's a great, like super smart guy. He's been super impactful on me. Um, but he talks about how like kind of that same whole idea about hormones that mm -hmm. I just had, mm -hmm. like that and, and metabolism is kind of his big thing is, is helping people understand that that's really going to drive your health more than anything is keeping that, that fire burning, mm -hmm. so to speak. And there's things you, you can do to keep that fire burning. Um, and a lot of like the fitness, the, the mainstream fitness space is very kind of against the things that do that. And they try to like the people want to think that they're special 
Um, and they want to think that they're, oh, you know, like they, they do. Yeah. People want to yeah. think that they're special and that they have this like crazy, especially in America. I see it in America more, you know, especially when I go to these different countries. Yeah. Um, Americans like think that they're special and that their willpower is just dynamite and they yeah. can, you know, discipline their way through everything. And yeah. um, it's it's really interesting because like I said, you're kind of a function of your hormones. You're kind of a function of your metabolism. Mm -hmm. And so rather than like fighting that, that low energy, you could just kind of do things that encourage the, the high energy mm -hmm. in the, in the burning of that. And everything's going to flow so much easier. And mm -hmm. that's like, that's something that really has been a huge concept. And like, I've really thought about it from, there's a couple of my, it actually from Twitter friends, like mm -hmm. wrote, wrote about this, um, it's just another South Florida guy. Um, one of my friends, it's like a big e-com Can we guy. give him a shout out? Yeah. IPV homage uh, IPV. If he's right, out, he, he's the first like person I saw writing about like leverage and yeah. positioning as a, as a topic, like just mm -hmm. a, a logical topic to think about. Yeah. And it's like, he, like the, he had a blog post that I read when I was maybe like 20, that was so impactful on me. And it's, as I get older, it gets more impactful and it's like, who would win in a fight like the cheetah or the crocodile? And it's like, well, who has the better leverage? Are they fighting on in the Savannah Prairie mm -hmm. or are they fighting in the river? Yeah. Cause that's going to determine who wins. Mm -hmm. And, and I think like that whole concept of setting yourself up with the best leverage, with the best positioning, with the ideal frame mm -hmm. is like the most high ROI thing you can possibly do in any aspect of life um, to get the results that you want to. It's a really interesting sort of concept. Well, it makes a ton of sense. I mean, like you, again, like you go back to that work congruent, like everything's got to be like flowing and working together. Mm -hmm. And if you have one thing that's like dragging that down or holding it back, it's going to be a Herculean task to break out of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it does make a lot of sense. Um, you know, I, I want to pivot a little bit because we've talked a lot about fitness and, mm -hmm. and, and, and these things. But, you know, I want to talk about young guys out there. Okay. And I, I've noticed that there is a real yearning for leadership. And even guys, I've noticed that, like, you know, they had a good father, like their parents stayed together. Mm -hmm. But there's like some important principles that they may not have picked up on from their father. Because let's face it, like America is kind of it's pretty soft and a lot of people are cucked and they're kind of like caught up in the mainstream, yeah. um, you know, prescribed life in mm -hmm. terms of how they need to live. And so like, they may have a father that's like a really decent guy, yeah, but he's not really teaching him these important principles about like self-reliance, you know, pulling yourself up by your bootstraps, taking a risk. Mm -hmm. And that's a whole thing I think about like with you and like what we're trying to do here is, you know, the biggest risk is not taking one. Yeah. And that, that life of having like a 30 year job and getting like a pension and having a 401k and having great health insurance, that's not going to be as available to, to us. I don't even it was. like, it's so funny. You meant, I don't even think that uh, that exists. Like, I, I am. I'm, I like f yeah. people have mentioned like yeah. 401k or like, like even, say, it's like an alien life. Form. Okay, what are you talking dude, about? Okay. Yeah. Like, buddy, like whatever, like good luck with that. Yeah. Like, I don't even consider that a reality. Yeah. Like, I don't, I just don't think it's available to us. And yeah. so it's like that whole W2 thing. Mm -hmm. Like we're 1099 guys. And I think once people get like a taste of that, it's like, that's what you have to do now. You've got to find some way to make it work. Yeah. And you can't really go back. I mean, do you ever think about, 
Hey, you know, could you, would I, would you ever want to go back? Could you go back? If somebody offered you a job making like, you know, great money doing something, I mean, would you consider it? Or is it like, this is what you're doing and there's no turning back? Um, man, that's a great question. Like, so I think first off, like with the, the idea of like someone offering me a job, like I think people, especially young guys now, especially mm -hmm. in the space mm -hmm. that we kind of exist in mm -hmm. of, you know, Twitter and the, the right wing lean or whatever, like people demonize um, like working for someone else. I don't think that that's a bad thing. Well, it could be great, great paid training. Yeah. I mean, I, I worked my, my first few years out of college. I needed that training, Logan. Yeah. Oh, same. Like yeah. the people that I worked for really helped make me who I am yeah. and seeing their example. Um, like, so I don't think the question is whether or not you're working for someone else or not. Mm -hmm. Cause you could also, you could work the, the, you could work for someone else and get everything you want out of life. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, man, I, it's not like, I, and first off, like, I don't think I could at this point cause mm -hmm. I've tried to do it. Like I did at one point was selling for other people mm -hmm. on a very laissez faire, just kind of get my job done right. thing. And I think the ultimate difference is, is people need like incentivized equity in what they're building. I think that's a big problem with America. I now. agree. I that's agree. why we're at the point where that we're in is because nobody feels like they have equity in America. Right. You know, that's why nobody cares or, or is less like, they just are kind of laissez-faire with what happens or the decline of the empires yeah. because they don't feel like there's any equity in it for them. Right. There's no benefit to them caring. Yeah, like an hourly wage isn't enough. And I actually, and, and I, I've got a friend of mine who's in the construction materials distribution business. Okay. And so like, you know, home building supplies, like lumber and like hardy plank and windows and all kinds of different stuff. Yeah. And he's done phenomenally well. Like okay. He's in his early 40s. He's probably like, he's the most successful guy that I know. Like he's in the nine figure range and he's on his way to 10. I mean, like he's that kind of guy. Nice. And he was showing me a recent presentation of a company, I think that built garage doors. They might, they're up in the Midwest and they have changed their compensation model to where all of their employees are basically, you know, well, they're already stakeholders, but kind of like stockholders. And, as, and the company has great performance. Yeah. They're actually going to get bonuses in this video. And it shows these people that are like honest, like just regular people, like, you know, blue collar working class. Yeah. Being told that they're going to get this amount of like profit sharing from their company's success. Mm -hmm. And they like, they're, el they're elated. Like they're like, yeah. you know, like they're partying together. They're so excited. And how that's a, that's a model that corporate America and like the private equity firms are realizing that we've got to do more than just, you know, give people an hourly wage, like, you know, do your little job. They want like, hey, like there's things you can do that you may be weren't aware of in your job that are going to make the company more efficient. And if the company does better, you're going to do better. Yeah. And so and I think what they've also done is people at kind of like the, you know, the C-suite level, the executive level. They're actually changing their compensation around and they're giving more to like the employees as a whole. Yeah. But I hadn't ever seen anything like that before. Yeah. So I think it's in like the early stages, but it's inspiring that maybe that's something that, you know, cause you don't, we don't hear a lot of good things about that are going on in corporate America. Yeah. And let's be honest. I mean, like it's, it's like a rug pull, mm -hmm. um, in terms of all the time you spend not getting anything out of it. But I do see that, you know, companies may be trying to, you know, as a, as a company's bottom line does better, they're going to deliver something in terms of like equity payout yeah. to their employees. And so that's huge, but 
is it going to happen at a scale that's you know sufficient enough to really you know move the needle? I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. But you know, we, you know, kind of coming back to like you know young guys and going out there and you know you know taking that leap. It's not for everybody, mm -hmm. but you know, not necessarily everybody's going to become an entrepreneur. Like people can find things like they they work a job. Yeah. Maybe they can go do that same job and take those skills and be well, so work like for themselves. To, to me, the the big thing with like entrepreneurship it's not the different the difference isn't the the talent aspect mm -hmm. right it's not like the only difference is just risk risk threshold kind of mm -hmm. risk threshold and i think like all my entrepreneur friends um like have a really just like probably problematic disdain for authority yeah um and so like those the combination of those two things, because I think ultimately we're going to move to like, if you're a young guy, you probably shouldn't, unless you are, unless you lack, like if you have skills mm -hmm. that really provide value to the marketplace, like you're actually good at something unless there's no incentive for you to do it for someone else anymore, because you can just do it on the internet yeah, That's true, man. and make um, as much money as you want. Right. Mm -hmm. And so if like, but I also think that there's a lot of young guys that maybe aren't in the position to, um, or they don't have the risk tolerance mm -hmm. to kind of strike out on their own. And so that's the difference of like, whether or not they'd be a better entrepreneur. Like some people just can't, like, they just don't have the risk threshold to yeah. do something with no results, which I, I think everybody can build that too. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's like, what was, what was your original question about young guys and wanting to strike out on your own? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think we center. were talking a little bit about, and we'll come back to this is just about like leadership mm -hmm. and about how leadership there, there's, yeah. there's a real lack of leadership out there. And again, people aren't necessarily getting at home. I mean, mm -hmm. like there's a lot of broken homes, but even people that come from homes and like the father is present, he's not an absentia, but he's not necessarily teaching him these values like that are traditional American values mm -hmm. of self-reliance. Yeah. Figuring things out. And, uh, and and that's something that we really want to preach here. And it's kind of like, I kind of struggle with this. It's like entrepreneurship can't be taught. Mm -hmm. But there are things that you, we want to just, you know, bring people like you on here, talk about your story, what you've done, share those experiences. And that helps kind of build confidence. We're like, okay, Logan's a smart guy. Like, he's great, but maybe I can go do something. So that's a really interesting point that you mentioned because you mentioned leadership. And like the first time... Mm -hmm. We met, you were like, yo, I think you're, you have the capacity to be a really great leader. Mm -hmm. And I think that, and you also like have asked me, I think when the camera wasn't rolling, like, what do you want to talk about? You know? Yeah. And it's like, it's so interesting for me because I almost don't want to talk about anything to anyone, you know, cause I just want to yeah. do it. And I think that that idea in and of itself is maybe the lesson that I would give young guys who are looking for leaders is you don't need them. You don't need them. Yeah. You need, you, you need to trust yourself. Like everybody wants to, to hear kind of like when I was young, younger, right. Mm -hmm. right. Not that I'm, I'm this old <laughs> fart now. Right. Uh, but when I was younger and I didn't have the kind of stability in the, the purpose fleshed out and like all these different things that I kind of a little bit have now, um, or the skill set or whatever, like mm -hmm. I, once I saw it, 
in action. I met a bunch of really like high performing people. The difference wasn't, was never, it was never talent or it's mm-hmm. especially for me who had like, I'd perennially kind of been a, a really smart kid, mm-hmm. always been able to, you know, deduce things and understand, okay, what's right. What's not, mm-hmm. what's truthful. Um, you know, what things do I need to be doing this, that, whatever. Like I never really had a problem with that, but the, the difference between me now and me then mm-hmm. was I didn't believe it for myself. Mm. And I thought that there was always like this secret. There's not a secret. Right. And that's, that's, I think like what the biggest thing that, that young guys like maybe trip themselves up on mm-hmm. is they think that there's a secret. They think that they don't have something. And the reality is anybody who's doing something at a high level, like the only difference between you and them is that they had the balls to do it mm-hmm. and, and push through like, yeah, there's going to be a point where it's like, it doesn't make any sense. But like, if I could give, I, I don't want to give people advice. I don't, mm-hmm. I, because if you want to be, and this is a, a, this is a really powerful quote from from one of my friends who I would love for you to meet. He's in and out of Miami. He's recently left uh, his alias Lobo, right? Yeah. yeah. He he had something that was like, wow, like really powerful. And he's been like somebody I've learned a lot from and is a friend to me and whatever. But he's like, if you want to be like, if you want to be like me or what was, what was the quote? Um, If you want to be like me, then don't try to be like me. Be yourself. Cause that's what I did. Right. And like, that's really powerful to me because that's, there's no, like the people that have the things that you want, they like, there's not a secret. I've like, I, when I first met somebody that was like a eight figure guy, mm-hmm. I met him. I'm like, like what? Like this is, and I was obviously impressed by like, but it wasn't, it wasn't the, the difference in like, this guy is on some crazy next level shit. It was more like a character. Th- it was more a character thing mm-hmm. than a talent thing. Yeah. They had the character of having the balls to take the shot that no one else would take. Mm-hmm. Or like, I feel like in my own sort of circumstance, like I've had the thing that's been really helpful to me is that and like being willing to just put things out there and then make it work after that. Yeah. Especially at the be- in the beginning, not so much now. Um, but also like just the, the, the balls to be myself more than other people are willing to be themselves mm-hmm. and really trust their intuition and, and trust their gut and really kind of learn to take their own, uh, learn to find their own vision and yeah. operate from that right. rather than like looking for, for leadership because ultimately I don't want, like, it's so weird, but like, I don't want to be a leader. I just want to lead by example and by service. right? Right. And I think that that is more powerful than anything. Like all the people, the reason we have no leadership is because we have a bunch of self proclaimed, proclaimed leaders. Right. Right. And it goes back to everything that I was talking about in terms of just like competence and, and ownership and like to me those are the things that that make the difference mm-hmm. um and so if you're a young guy listening to this man i would just like really stress that is is like it's not you you don't i, I think i had a tweet about this one time it was like you don't 
or maybe I said it on a pod. I don't know when, where, where I said it or what happened, but it was like this thought that you don't, um, you don't rise to greatness. Like you don't elevate to greatness. You just get a taste of it and then you assimilate. Yeah. Right. And you mimic and you, mm-hmm. you kind of like model those things that, that people that are doing things that are, you know, having success in a certain field or thing right. that you want, like you just emulate that. You're never really like fundamentally changing. You're just becoming better of what you already are. If yeah. That makes sense. No, it does. It does. And I think about, I think it's, it's a really good point about, you know, people are looking for the magic bullet They're mm-hmm. looking for one person that's going to say, here are the keys to the kingdom, son. You're the guy, you're the chosen one. You're going to go do this. I'm going to give you all my knowledge. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work like that. No. And it's really, you know, I had, I, in my uh, later teenage years, lived in a neighborhood with a bunch of successful entrepreneurs and like mm-hmm. business people. And what I noticed was they didn't really get into a lot of particulars about their business. Yeah. Because you know, I would wonder like, how did this guy do it? Like he lives in this like, you know, 7,000 square foot house and he has everything. Like, how did he do it? And, it, but it was just more about like general um, traits that he had, like general characteristics and like little tidbits that he would give me. And I thought there is no recipe, like yeah. there is no singular thing. Yeah. Like I'm not going to go get into like the, you know, the home building business of like, you know, these particular model homes, or I'm going to go into the beef exporting business where like some of these guys were like, that's not going to be available to me. So the specifics don't really matter, Yeah. but it's more of just the general observations and how these guys carry themselves. They were better listeners than they were talkers. Mm-hmm. They would hire people that were subject matter experts that they could defer to that were way better than them. They could be in a room of like, you know, seven people during a conference and they spoke the least, but they asked the best questions. Yeah. So like you kind of like via osmosis, you kind of like take these things in and you realize, you know, reading about Steve Jobs or Elon Musk or whatever, those guys had very specific paths and circumstances that took them to where they are. Mm-hmm. But you're observing like you're looking at all these different people and you can start to synthesize things from this person, from that person, from this person and start to realize, okay, this is what really works for me. Yeah. And that sounds like that's really what you've done you know, the last several years. Yeah. I mean, just like finding like I, and now like, I, yes, that's a hundred percent, like kind of how I, I attack things. It's just like, look at, and going back on what we were talking about earlier, it's like, Find what you really want mm-hmm. and across these different, you know, you know, four or five like key areas of life. Cause there's really not more than that. Mm-hmm. And then figure out, you know, how these things fit out for you mm-hmm. and then just go do it. It's yeah. like, like, I don't even want to, it's like, there's such a, there's a weird incongruence in my head mm-hmm. between wanting to like talk about things and, and share my experience, whatever. But mm-hmm. then also like, not even wanting to talk about anything at all right? because it's just like, I just want to, to keep, like, I don't even feel like I'm at halfway there yet. Right. Right. Um, well, you're not, you're yeah. any, I mean, you could be at like, you know, 1% or 10%. Yeah. I mean, you're just getting started, man. Yeah. And it's been like this big, <laughs> this big juggling experience between learning it all and like figuring out how to operate. Yeah. And it's, uh, but it more so just, yeah, it comes down to trusting your own, intuition and really figuring out who who you are and like what you want to be and the only way you ever can discern that is by 
taking, you know, like, honestly, I think like a big thing that I did early on was like, okay, what do I not want to do? Just eliminating that. Yeah. Like addition by subtraction mm-hmm. and just getting rid of all the bullshit and, and focusing down. And now that's, that's like all I want to do is mm-hmm. just like get very narrow minded on the things that I want mm-hmm. in life and, um, and get like really, really focused on them mm-hmm. and get rid of the rest. And then it's like, how can I make this? an enjoyable process that I can do every single day for the rest of eternity. Like Mm -hmm. that's, that's it. That's the game. It's just a function of, of time and, Mm -hmm. and being willing to do the things that people won't and, and being willing to like figure out what, because this is, if you draw your line in the sand and you figure out what it is that you really, really truly want, then you're going to like you're going to make the sacrifices necessary mm-hmm. because you know what you really want it becomes effortless mm-hmm. almost again it's like a very high it's a very good positioning tool mm-hmm. that makes things easier and um yeah i don't know that's just kind of like my philosophy and, yeah. and mental model and kind of how i'm optimizing things now and it kind of covers the the spectrum of my entire life in terms of, you know, in the, the, the kind of political spin of the, what world do I want to live in, mm-hmm. um, in the, my own sort of individualistic gain and in, in the life that I want to personally live. Um, and then what I want to be known for more than anything. And like all of these things together, that's all the same thing. Like what process mm-hmm. can I just consistently outwork everyone at? And as a, as a function of that, get the results that I want because I'm willing to make all those sacrifices, yeah. you know? No, I love it. And I think that's, that's, that's super important. I mean, that's great. Everybody should hear this. I mean, whether they're like 23, 33, 43, I mean, a lot of great entrepreneurs don't really get started until late. Like you're, you figured this stuff at an early age. There's a lot of people that relatively, it, 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 rel- ta- yeah, relatively. it takes time. It yeah. takes time to kind of get to that point. And, you know, I think about where we're sitting right now, you know, mm-hmm. here in Miami and, when I look out, you know, at the Venetian islands and I look out at like South beach and all these beautiful properties mm-hmm. and the greatest stories, like life stories yeah, are from like these people that live in these houses, like they're entrepreneur and they're mostly entrepreneurs and business people. And they've had these incredible journeys mm-hmm. that have put them to where they are. Yep. And a lot of them are unknown or you don't really know that much about them, but this guy's worth like, you know, hundred million dollars or 18 or 500 or whatever, but they're like right here yeah. and they're right available for us. And you're not necessarily going to meet them, you know, on Twitter or online, but they're going to be out there. Like you meet them in everyday life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something too, that I think about how much time we spend online and it's important. Like it builds your brand. You're good at it. And you know, we're going to keep building the base brotherhood, but it's also important for people to like walk outside, like put like, put the laptop down, mm-hmm. you know, put the phone on silent, like leave it, leave it behind and get out there and interact with these people. Yeah. Because, you know, you just never know who you're going to run into. And a lot, you know, for me, a lot of the greatest people are not online. You know, we're here right now and that's awesome, but it's like, they're, they're out, they're out in life and people need to be out in the world. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting because like I grew up, you know, I, all my friends like the, the like Gen Z, the Zoomer crowd, mm-hmm. you know, they're it's so interesting because they're either 
like us growing, we're the first probably generation to really grow up consumed by the internet yeah. in a good way. What a challenge. Um, and it's like, it's, it's good like, and bad, man. I, I tell, I tell yeah. my friends when we're talking about this, my older friends, and I'm like, look, like they're like people my age are either fucking hyper competent or not at all. Yeah. Right. And like, and because there's, there's a huge leverage point that the internet has kind of provided and mm -hmm. all my friends that like do well, really capitalized on it because we grew up with it. We realized mm -hmm. it was some form of an opportunity. Um, and just like then, you know, sort of optimized for that. But like, and, and Ohio guys are really good at it. Oh yeah. Really best. like the Pauls. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, of course. That's honestly when I saw, I was like, this is like, he's got this Paulian thing about mm -hmm. him, you know, that's so you gotta dominate the internet, bro. People, people have yeah. like, I remember yeah. we threw a boat party and, <laughs> and like my hair slicked back now, but I had it like down, you know, yeah. I was out in the sun. It was kind of curly yeah. or whatever. I'm like, Oh my God, you look like Logan Paul. Da, 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 da. I'm like, wait, do you think you look more like Logan or Jake? I have no idea. Yeah. But it's like people, I've gotten that a few times, yeah. which is a really funny thing because my name is also Logan. Right. My last name also starts with a P. I'm also from North Central Ohio. Like I'm also like a, you know, tall white guy, blonde, whatever. Right. I don't know. There's right. just like a lot of weird, uncanny similarities. Right. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, Ohio, the Ohio guys are the best at it. But like <laughs> the, the Gen Z sort of, like we talked about the real life, right? And, yeah. And so, yeah. I, like, how do you manage that? Because it's like a lot of these guys, they don't know anything else. Well, I see. You've it been as, able to kind of bridge the gap a little. I bit. see it as a tool, um, like anything. It's yeah. a tool, and I want to maximize that tool to provide me the results it can. But mm -hmm. honestly, I don't want to be online for like I want real things. That's yeah. I'm doing things online so I can have. Yeah. real life things well, let's, let's and, talk about that yeah yeah and i also think like that's that's something that's really crazy with online is people try to grow online but they don't have anything in real life mm. right you're never yeah. going to like right. if you don't like you have to have something to share before you can share it like the internet is just a tool for us to leverage technology which is ultimately code in, right. for all intents and purposes, like co to leverage code and media. Right. That's it. Yeah. And, 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 you know, leveraging media turns into communicating, but it's still the same thing. And so it's like, people want to, everybody wants to like grow online, but they don't want to do anything in real life. But you doing things in real life is what will make you grow online. Absolutely. And, and honestly, I, I want to like, I love, like, I don't like being online. I would prefer to never be online if that was mm. an option. Yeah. I would love to get rid of my phone completely at some point, you know, yeah. but it's like it, right now it's a tool that allows me to reach more people than I ever could yeah. in person. But like, you know, I would love to, like one of my things that I want to do with, with my fitness company is I would eventually love to have something where I buy some property, mm -hmm. ideally in Miami, yeah. and make something like a like a compound almost of, of like a panacea of <laughs> of health and wellness and you know people living in tune with with nature and with God and like serving kind of this this higher purpose you know like have a gym in there 
mm-hmm. and have a, you know, like a really healthful cafe and have a spa and like a place where people can kind of just like come and maybe stay or like, I don't know, like that's something that I would like to do. But I, and I would also like to me, the people who have it best in life. And it's funny because my one of my grandfathers was a farmer. Right. Mm. And like I, I would love like to me, <laughs> I would love to own cattle. Yeah. eventually like that's what i want to do and yeah. be out and return to kind of like i don't know i, I hate saying it because it kind of sounds like a larp because it's not what i'm doing yeah. but i'm also playing this sequential game in my head of you know having the most influence which ultimately is kind of derived from like like power and, and capital mm-hmm. you know um mm-hmm. Like I want to build up the influence. Like I like my ultimate goal is I want to build the world that I want to live in yes. for myself and the people that I care about. I love that. Right. Yeah. Yes. And so that requires living in the means. real world. Yeah. yeah. Means. Yeah. Means. And then living in the real world. And so the more I can do that and facilitate that, and if the internet can be a tool that's going to help me do that, I'm going to fucking a hundred down leverage the shit out of it and do everything I possibly can to get the result out of that. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, like I said earlier, you got to find that like singular focus Mm -hmm. and that's it. And that's, that's really like, I don't know. That's kind of how I weigh. Cause like, I have so much more fun. Like there's a point in this year where like, we'll say I, I moved to Miami full time. Like let's, I'll give you the rundown of 2021. Right. Let's do it. Yeah. I, I was, I lived in Brazil for the first three and a half months. Right. It lived in Brazil. And so I'm there and I, you know, just kind of like, not like homesick, but I was just ready. Like things move slower there. Yeah. Um, I was just ready to come home. And like, I didn't, I, my Portuguese isn't that great. I can speak a little bit of Spanish, but I speak even <laughs> less Portuguese. And so it's just better like than this, me. Yeah. yeah it's just this whole thing. And I was like, all right, like yeah. I'm, I'm ready to come. And I also gained a lot of perspective for America yeah. and why I enjoy it. Uh, but I was ready to come home. Yeah. So I come, I want to riff on that more in a second. Let's come back to that. Okay. Keep going. Yeah. Um, so, but I, I come home, I, you know, I'm back in Ohio for a week, mm-hmm. see my family, whatever. Um, come back down here. I had some shit in storage where my business partner currently lives and storage here is very expensive. <laughs> yeah. It's it was, ridiculous. It, it, it wasn't, it wasn't here. It was yeah. up in, up in Northern Florida. Yeah. Um, where yeah. my partner was, yeah. but so I get my stuff out of storage. So I'm there for a week or two and then I make my way back down to Miami and it's just like, okay, I'm going to move here. Yeah. And it was crazy. Like taking an apartment here found forever, took forever. Yeah. You have um, to, you have to battle here. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's it competitive. Was, yeah. Super competitive. Yeah. I, I, I was calling in the, like shit's going up on the MLS. I'm calling at eight 30. Hey, and it's gone. Hey, sorry, this guy just bid fifteen hundred bucks yeah. above rent. I'm like, yeah. good lord, dude! Yeah. Like, but and, anyway. and you got to pay like first month, last month yeah, security it's deposit. Like, a huge... like it, it's not like anywhere in the U.S., bro. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, but so I'm get down here. Yeah, let's say it's now. Let's see, January, February, March, April, mid April, late April, 2021. 2021. Okay, I get here and I didn't realize how much fun it would be. And so I'm like, kind of like, you know, I'm getting after, like I'm, I'm working, but it's like, wow, there's so much life to be lived and I'm out and I'm doing things. But then I kind of get over that. I get over the the whole 
it took a few months, right? I'm get, gotta fun. get it out of your system. Yeah, I'm having yeah. fun. I'm going yeah. to every club. I'm I mean, at least this. you did. Some people never get it. I mean, there's, they're, yeah, yeah. Which Balls I still out enjoy that. Like, yeah. I still enjoy those things. But, yeah. um, so I kind of get out of my system. But then I, uh, I really realized, like, I just stopped doing that. Mm-hmm. And then I just got into, like, my cozy routine. Mm-hmm. You know, I would do my training, I would work, but it was like, you know, I was still kind of optimizing for fun, but it was just like a different kind of fun. It went from like degenerate fun to like, you know, really like laid back, relaxed, you know, beach all the time, (laughs) walking around, just having like really good conversations with my friends. And like, I love that, you know, I I love like that to me is more fun than, than me being like, who likes to read shit online? Really? Like, you know what he does, you know, it's, it's about, you know, having those, those real friendships and those people that genuinely care about you and, um, and fostering that and spending good time with them. And, and then ultimately even that doesn't become, I mean, it is fulfilling, but not as fulfilling. Um, but like it just, I kind of shifted to like, okay, I want to do this Mm -hmm. all the time, but like, if you do that all the time, even that you have to have like something, you know, that you're, that you're pushing for. And so I think because when we stagnate, we tend to die, you know, like the, the, the men that retire die faster than the men that don't. Oh yeah. And, and so having that like mission and allowing that to be kind of your guiding light is really important. And I think that that, that segues into the real life and how you kind of manage that. Because if like, if you just have the steadfast mm-hmm. non-negotiable mission, mm-hmm. everything else falls into place. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, like, you don't have to really think about any of these things. You got to burn the boats, dude. Yeah. Like burn the boats, but there's no going back. And you've done that. And I think, I think Miami too, I think about like the synergies that are going on here. Like mm-hmm. you've been pulled in. Like I got pulled in. I went to the Bitcoin conference back in May, mm-hmm. met all these great people. And I realized this is the right place. Yeah. And it's really becoming kind of an intellectual capital. It's becoming like a crypto capital. It's mm-hmm. become like tech is moving in. Like there's so many great things that are going on right now with Miami. Yeah. Like, I don't know how long this is going to play out. Like I've been told by a guy that's a, like a real estate developer investor that we've got about 10 years. You know, for everything to build up before it becomes like an L.A. or San Francisco type environment, which yeah. I hope it doesn't. But, yeah. you know, Miami's really capturing that. And I think about what you said about, you know, cities like you need to be in a city like, you know, you're 23 mm-hmm. and there's something like there's an energy that cities provide in terms of like economic upward economic mobility and the people you're going to meet that are all congregating together in the nightlife it all coalesces and comes together into something that's really important for you to have. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm with you in that you want to create something where you can be like location independent and you want to buy your freedom. Yeah. Like you want to have options. Yeah. And there's, and I see this a little bit on Twitter that are people that are ready to like, you know, they're, they're ready to go homesteading and they want to go do it. And it's like, guys, there's still a huge value in cities. There's still a huge value. I, if someone's going to do that, Mm -hmm. like I support the homesteading more than anything. I really do. I think for me, um, I'm not ready yet. Yeah. Like my whole thing, (laughs) my whole thing with that is like, do you want to do things because you want to, 
or because you can't do the reverse. Yeah, exactly. You know, you, you don't have the option. Yeah. And like, so I don't want to do that until like, like I have to almost prove to myself that I can be the man mm-hmm. before I will allow myself to go to be the man. <laughs> yeah, to to go and like retire yeah. off and on almost like, I don't know, like to me that feels like quitting in a yeah. sense yeah. to just go and do that now. I don't know. Maybe well, that's put a, to it, there's a lot of people that think that you know the world's going to end tomorrow, or whatever, and they yeah. want to prepare for it. But it's like guys, like I mean, look, I've been in this whole like conspiracy thing since nine eleven. I yeah. was like a freshman in college. Okay, so I'm like a little long in the tooth compared to some. But I'm like guys, I'm telling you. These things have a lot longer to play out than you think. Yeah. And so, like, you know, I was a guy that, like, I remember buying seeds, like, on Alex Jones and shit, like, back in, like, 2000, like, I don't know, like, eight or nine. Wow. That's yeah, like, like an idiot, you know. Quadruple OG. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, was, I was just like, I have these, like, you know, heirloom seeds here if I ever need them. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, you never use them. And you realize, like, wait a second, the world moves on. These things take a long time. And, like, mm-hmm. how can I participate? How can I make the best of myself right now? How can I find like an energy hotspot? Like back then it was Austin. Yeah. You know, right now I think Miami's got so many badass things going on for it. And you want to be in those environments and like play it out, you know, and and take this all the way and see what happens. And then you're going to make more money. And then you have those options where it's like, okay, do I want to stay in Miami? Do I want to get like a second home in like Jackson or in wherever? Who knows where it yeah. is? You know, like you can, you can solve that. You, you want to have the option. You always want to have options. Always want to have the options. So I, I, I want to talk to you a little bit about when we talked about this at lunch was, you know, about like your travels mm-hmm. and that you have some unique perspective and where you've been with Brazil and other countries mm-hmm. that have led to you to believe that America is the best place for you. And just, you know, there's a dynamism here. Mm-hmm. There's an entrepreneurial spirit. There's a pace of life yeah. that works. So could you talk a little bit about some of the places you've been and then how you decided like, hey, America's the best place for me? Yeah. I mean, I've only been to, I've only been, I haven't been to Europe yet. Mm-hmm. Well, even in Latin America. Mm-hmm. Um, but when, like when I was there, it was, uh, I enjoyed it. There was aspects of America that, that America doesn't have. Everybody in America is stressed out. Everybody yeah. in America is in a rush. Yeah. Uh, but conversely, I also love those things because yeah. like you can just, you can just do more here than anywhere else. And it's mm-hmm. not even, I mean, I guess I, I, I haven't been to Europe, mm-hmm. so I would want to go check that out. Um, I don't really have any big desire to go to, to Asia or, or Africa really at all. It doesn't really call me yeah. that much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. America just has a certain sort of like you said, a, a dynamism that is yeah. really, really powerful. Um, and it was just like, it just gave me per- some perspective on, wow, it's like not that bad here. Yeah. And so you're like, you're in, like Bra- if, where were like, you in Brazil? What, what, what city were you at? Where I was all at? over the place. I was okay. in uh, the Southern state of Canta- Santa Catarina mm-hmm. in a couple different places. Um, I was in Sao Paulo for a little, mm. little bit. Um, you made the rounds. Up, and then I was up in the North as well. I didn't get to go to Rio. Yeah. Because of COVID, it was like things shut down at like 2 p.m. And we weren't going to do that. I was no, with a group at that not point. Not going to happen. Um, yeah. That I met in Brazil. But so, yeah, I made the rounds. And it was just like, man, like everybody's so content. It, this was the big thing that, that led me to come back. It was like, man, like be so easy for me here. You know, mm-hmm. there's not like, a, 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 like I never want to be making decisions because I can't 
do something. It mm-hmm. felt like a almost like a cope to me mm-hmm. to say like, yeah, it'd be tougher to like ball out in America, but that's why it's fulfilling, you know, right. and and kind of be the man and do all yeah. these different <laughs> things. And so that was that yeah. was a big piece of the decision for me. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Listen, man, we really appreciate your time here. I mean, you've been you've, it's been an awesome conversation. We want to have you coming back soon. Um, could you tell us a little bit more about where people can find you and what are you up to? Like, I know you just started this new thing. You've got a bunch of followers on Twitter and tell people what's going on, where they can find you. Yeah. So, um, right now it's at logfit six. So L O G F I T Z six on Instagram, Twitter, follow him. Um, I'll be on more. I'm planning on, it's been a weird, I've been planning on it for a couple of months, but going to get on YouTube, going to get on TikTok, yeah. all that kind of stuff pretty soon. Um, and yeah, and that's, that's really like, I had a weird thing where it just felt, it was almost like weird. It was almost not real yeah. to like, you know, have my own company and just really build it on the internet. And like, whether or not that's something that I, you know, there's a lot of, there's a whole thing that goes along with entrepreneurship. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I got going on. My, my goals are to be like, I'm what I'm working on. I'm working on building the best damn health and fitness and performance company on the planet and, um, getting in absolute fucking monster shape myself (laughs) and getting really good at martial arts. And other than that, just like keep learning and, and keep creating things. Um, cause I love to create like that's, best part of my day is when I can do that and fostering relationships along the way, good relationships Mm -hmm. with my family, with my friends, with, with women, whatever. Um, and just build the world that I want to live in. That's what I'm doing, I guess. I love it. All right, guys, you got to go follow him. He's at Logfit six, man. We really appreciate you coming on. Look forward to doing it again soon. Base brotherhood out. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you, man.